So do you want to talk about something before we actually start the show? Like what? What do you want to talk about? How we're using the soundboard? We're not really using a soundboard. I couldn't find a good soundboard. Like, I have to pay for a subscription, and I wasn't willing to do that because I didn't know whether it worked or not. Like, I wanted it to be good or not. And then on the test soundboard, it was like, you can upload three sounds. Well, what the fuck are we going to do with three sounds? (laughs) Up to three sounds. I mean, how, how would you be able to test whether it worked worth a shit? If you just had three sounds and you couldn't do anything over a minute. And I mean, you know, nothing we do is that yeah. short. So many of these companies, they do themselves a disservice by not doing what drug dealers do. You got to give them a taste first and not just like a tiny little piece of shit taste. Give them enough that they're like, "Ooh, I like this. I need this in my life. And then hit them with. Now you got to pay suckers. hundred percent. Fall in love with your product. Right. And then try to charge. And then it. cut it off, like cut off a license or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm 100%. Give me, give me the trial. You just need a good trial period where I have access to everything. Give me drugs so that I can get addicted. Give me that smack. Give me that smack. Give me that smack to the face on my Welcome to Slasher. I hardly know her. I am your host, Micah, one half of the Slasher Brothers duo. Thank you for tuning in, listening to the show wherever you are, in your car, on your jog, sitting on the toilet, cranking out a deuce, whatever you're doing. We're glad you're here. Thanks for lending us your ears. Today we are going to be talking about 1992's Army of Darkness. This is part three of Sam Raimi's trilogy, The Evil Dead. We've got The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, what, Dead by Dawn, and then Army of Darkness, which is a lot different than the other two entries. The first two entries are damn near identical. This one goes in a completely different direction. We're thrust into medieval times. There are swords. There are damsels in distress. There are flying dragons, another form of the deadites. Uh, But before we jump into all of that and start piecing together and unpacking Army of Darkness, we'll give you a little preview of what you have to come. We are going to play Final Girl. It's that obscene little game show that is sweeping the nation. We will award our crunchiest kills to this movie. We'll talk about what else we're into. And then finally, we will rate Army of Darkness. But before we do that, let me bring him on. The Robin to my Batman, the Barney Five to my Andy Taylor, the Goose to my Maverick, the best little sidekick a guy could ever ask for, Alex Slasher. <laughs> I'm your sidekick now? Welcome wow. to the show. I'm wow. driving the motorcycle. You're in that shabby little car on the side there wearing a goofy helmet. I'm dying in a heroic way, I'm sure, but in my jet. Uh, the I'm... Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien. Wow. I, the... I'm... The Louise to my Thelma. Actually, I don't know if there was a if there was a main Thelma or Louise. Who would you say was the main one? Were they ne- on? Were they just a partners? I never there watched was- Thelma and Louise. I only get them in theory. It's like when it's like if you couldn't ride a bicycle and somebody said it's just like riding a bicycle. Like you'd get it in theory, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that I actually understand what Thelma and Louise was all about. Can I can I reveal something too? I've never seen Thelma and Louise. I know I only know it through its reputation and uh, that Brad Pitt takes his shirt off and has a hair dryer. 
Uh, and okay. I, th- I think I know the ending of the movie, but I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet. I'm pretty sure they die, right? Don't they well, drive off a cliff in a convertible? Yeah, they hold hands and drive off a cliff in a convertible. I believe I've actually made you know that reference probably, but you know when we did something, but I'm not sure exactly what any of it actually means. I tried to listen to this fucking horror movie podcast, but all they talked about was Thelma and Louise. He <laughs> 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 catfished me, those sons of bitches. Uh, you know, I mean, our podcast is more than just a horror movie podcast. I think that, I think really that that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. And I'm sorry to the listener out there who, who I, I don't think you all sound like that. Hey, I was trying to listen to this here, here, scary movie podcast. You all, you all sound like hillbillies from South Park. Speaking of the South Park guys, I guess I don't know how long it's been—a month or two or something like that—they finally opened their giant Casa Bonita in Colorado. Oh, there, yeah. Have God. you heard about this? Yes, I've heard about it, and I loved Casa Bonita. So, did you go to the one uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Have I you went, ever been to that one? I went to or, the one in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on several trips as a child, and I grew up. Uh, on the one going to the one in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's that's where I originally uh, used to go. So my my son was asking me. He was like, "So was it a chain? Is there only the one?" And I'm like, "I don't even know exactly how that works. I know I went to one in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as a child, and I thought it was the most magical place I'd ever been. I oh, mean, I, it's to. like you took me to Disney World. I was just like, oh, what is all this? And there's a waterfall. It's like, I'm outside, but I'm inside? What? There were waterfalls. There were, like, little things on bicycles going across, like, zip lines. There was, a, like, a pirate's treasure cove where you could they get had live music. Somebody's in there, like, playing Spanish y- guitar. You put a flag up when you wanted more empanadas. Like, that was just a thing. <laughs> Bring me more empanadas. Look at my flag. I mean, it's enough of a happy memory for me that I'm, like, considering driving or flying all the way to Colorado to go to I would what ha- I'm assuming is the only Casa Bonita left. I don't know. I know the one in Tulsa's gone. I know the one in Little Rock's gone. That's all I knew, and they're both not there anymore. I think the one in Tulsa was like uh, one of the last holdouts. It was like the blockbuster up in Washington. Damn, those were those or were Oregon. Days. Maybe it's. I think it's Oregon. I don't remember. I want to go. I want to go back. I want to go back in time. I want to be at the Casa Casa Bonita. And, uh, we make our own fun, man. Let's just go up there. We'll do a convention in Denver. Or wherever it is in Colorado, and uh, we'll go to Casa oh. Bonita. We'll eat like kings. I don't hate that idea at all. What is we'll it? Me- Casa Bonita. If they'll let us <laughs> do a remote, uh, we'll, yes, we'll record the show maybe like Casa absolutely. Where? What is a Mexican king called? What is a Mexican king called? Yeah, this isn't a joke. Like, they had to be like Mexican kings, right? Uh. I mean, I could Google it for you, unless you already know the answer. Is this a quiz? Is this true? No, I don't know the answer, but that's what we'd eat like. We'd eat like Mexican kings. Right. Of course, Mm. in retrospect, maybe it's terrible. You know, who knows? We were kids. You think we'll ruin our memory? We'll just totally foul up the nostalgia? Well, maybe the food is terrible. I'm sure the experience is still amazing. 
I don't remember the food. I'll, I I don't know. I you remember it was kind of cafeteria style. You didn't like pick and choose, but you ordered and you like went down this like slot. You slid your tray down the end. Was and, it? Was that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it at like all. came out to you and yeah, absolutely. The whole thing was like mechanized as well as it could be in the eighties. Yeah, this. Let's go. To, let's end this podcast and fly let's out go to, to Casa Bonita, Bonita right now. If yeah. I if I didn't have to be on I don't a plane talk about movies with somewhere you. I else, want to eat. You know, now that I'm traveling the country constantly, I'll start looking yeah. for Casabonitas everywhere I go. Please do. Okay, I mean, I'll but, do it. You know. All right. So speaking of Casabonita, mm-hmm. let's talk about Army of Darkness. I am a hundred percent in. It came out in 1992. Uh, I don't know if you've got any intense movie music ready, but I'd be happy to read you the blurb if you do. Well, I mean, I'll even put on my movie voice. There's oh. a there's a difference between uh, intense or uh, having it ready and being able to find it quickly. Oh, this is what we used last time. You, you okay. know what though? My my movie voice isn't what it used to be. I feel like I'm getting older and my voice is actually getting higher, which I know is a thing that happened. But I was imagining that happening to me in my 60s and 70s, not in my 40s. But yeah. I feel like it's it's already starting to get a little higher. I'm just you, gonna be a, hello, little fellas. You talk, you talk a lot, and that's it's just it's <laughs> stressing your voice. That's all. But I used also, to sing also, more. I, I think that may be it. I like your old man voice. Is that a thing? I, I mean, like I, I when I think of an old man, I think of a you know like a gurgly, grag, you know, gravelly speaking old man. And you're like, hello, fellas. Your old man is a leprechaun. <laughs> So uh, this is the old man from South Park that wants to wants to fuck uh, Chris. Hi, little buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Ah, hello. You mean oh, Stan? Yeah. Did anyone who fuck Stan? Stan. I thought I thought it was Chris, the son from Family Guy. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, but you said I thought you said South Park. So anyway. did I say South Park? I, I meant Family Guy. I got you. No, um, I'm with you. All right. So you have, uh, do you have your blurb rem- ready? Hey, I got the blurb ready. Uh, I'm all set to go. Ash is transported back to medieval days where he's captured by the dreaded Lord Arthur. Aided by the deadly chainsaw that has become his only friend. Ash is sent on a perilous mission to recover the Book of the Dead, a powerful tome that gives its owners the power to summon an army of ghouls. That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's, I that's thought, the whole blurb. I thought there might be another old man voice An involved. An army I, of ghouls. I was excited about An another. An army one. of ghouls. <laughs> An army of ghouls. Hot, sexy ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> so this came out February nineteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Directed by Sam Raimi, of course. Supposedly, they spent about eleven million dollars on this. Ooh, better budget Ooh. than that last time, eh? Was that like eleven times the previous movie? Yeah, it I has don't know to what be. they spent on part two. Uh, and then it says box office they raked in twenty one and a half million. So it that's was what the internet says. I mean, like I remember it being a very exciting thing to me, and I remember the thing that got me excited, which is probably the thing that. I don't know, turned me off the least as an adult, but got me as excited as a kid was uh, the claymation skeletons and stuff. Like, I loved the idea of these skeleton warriors and stuff. It was a very oh, different absolutely. movie. absolutely. Absolutely. I loved that kind of shit when I was a kid. This, if, if, if uh, old Googly is right, they spent $3.5 on Evil Dead Part Two. 
Okay, that makes sense. You, I mean, obviously the budget is a hell of a lot bigger for this one. I mean, it, you can tell as soon as you start watching this thing. Everything from the cameras they used mm-hmm. to, you know, the way the camera moves maybe, had some cranes, but also the actors that are attached to it. You actually see some actors you yeah. recognize. It's not all unknowns. You know? Yeah, and uh, and some of those, you know, because it was, the, it was you know, supposed to be the times or whatever that it was, um, some of those actors were hard to place it was like who is that guy who is that guy and then you'd get it you know like it it didn't take too long to get it and uh there was some stuff in this movie like this is what people think of when they think of ash this is the ash that people think of this is the guy who goes you know groovy and you know says you know come get some and all the stuff all the great classic ash lines that made the ash that we all you know love and talk about this is the movie where he became that, I think. Give me some sugar, baby. Give me some sugar. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, I've got. Who, who, who wants it? Who wants some? You want some? Yeah. He you was so. It? It's when we hear Boomstick. It's when we learn Boomstick, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which mean, magically appears because it was not in the holster behind his back. And then suddenly he's got it. Where did it come from? Uh, you know, maybe it fell out of the sky with uh, Sam Raimi's car. I mean, he's fighting the monster. They throw him down in the pit. He's got a couple of deadites down there, and uh, and then they get him back up from the pit. He's scared everybody, and then the the dude, I guess the king or whoever is at uh, the castle he's in, pulls out a sword, hmm. and then bam, he shoots the sword. It cracks, and where did that boomstick come from? Uh, I looked. I ran it back. I'm like, he doesn't have it on him. Where's the boomstick? It's guy? a continuity era that everybody was talking about at the coffee shop when I was there the other day. So BT dubs. Yeah. I went back and pulled up the uh, the budget for the original Evil Dead, and that was they're estimating somewhere between three hundred and fifty and three hundred and seventy five thousand. Well, it started with like sixty something, right? And then they just kept needing more money, and you know, kept getting more money when people would see it, and then they pump more money in or whatever. And so, like, they started with like you know sixty three grand or something like that. I don't remember. We've. This Did is. You notice uh, uh, Bridget Fonda is his girlfriend at the beginning. Yes, I noticed Bridget I Fonda. I did not remember my, that from my the first boyhood time I saw. crush was his right? girlfriend in this. Oh, yeah. yeah, and played almost no part in it, and was yeah. just still as cute and beautiful as she ever was. Wow. You, I mean, you absolutely. Know what movie gave me a crush on her? It was uh, the one with Nicolas Cage, uh, the lottery ticket. Uh, I think it was called "It Could Happen to You." Oh, I don't remember that one. It uh, was a little rom-com back in the day. It had a bunch of good songs, those old crooner songs. And uh, I think I think Nick Cage is a cop, and she's a waitress or something like that. He's like, if I win this lottery, I'll, I'll split it with you or something. I'm sorry, no, that wasn't a good Nick. If I win this lottery, I'll, sp- I'll split it with you. No, that wasn't good either. That was like Nick Cage made a baby with Bill Clinton. If I win this lottery, <laughs> I'll split it with you. That's my. Wow. It's as good as I get. Uh, I fell in love with her single white female, and then of course she was in that. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't remember what it was called. Was it La Femme Nikita? It was that La Femme Nikita movie she was in. I think it was called something was else. Her? Yeah, that was. It was based on La Femme Nikita. I think it was called like Point of No Return or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, she was so good. Now we should go. Uh, let's stop doing this podcast. Rent, uh, Point of No Return, and watch it on the plane to Casa Bonita. 
Let's do it. We'll Let's just have do it. it. This is no longer a horror podcast. It's now a Bridget Fonda fan <laughs> podcast. You guys, about Bridget Fonda all day. Uh, just as soon as we really started amassing some listeners and followers, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> psych. It's like it's like those hard metal bands that I loved in like the early two thousands that would get famous doing like this death metal, and then their next album would be all like melodies because that's what that's what they really wanted to do. It's always a trick too when they do it in the same song. It's like you're all excited because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that is hard as fuck. And then it's like, just kidding. Yeah, it's what Stained became. It really upset me. I God, Stain's first two albums, which was really just their first album, was just amazing. Oh, you know, my son has gotten into metal. He fucking loves like old death metal, new death metal. He likes all the hard, hard stuff. He doesn't like the singing. He doesn't even like it when it sounds even a little bit modern. He just wants it to sound like, you know, devil worshippers in the eighties uh, making metal music in their basement. That is why I love your son. In a strictly platonic way. Uh, so this movie, though, uh, again, this is the Ash that we know and love. This is the Ash that we're seeing in Ash versus Evil. This is the guy. I mean, and I. it's such a departure from Evil Dead. I mean, yes, I mean, you have this evilness, but mm-hmm. the, the evilness is very physical in this movie. It's skeletons, and it's evil ash and we get the little ashes finally i couldn't believe this is finally the movie where we get the tiny little ashes yes because the mirror breaks oh well because well, let's set this up before we start diving into every scene uh, okay. sorry we're putting the cart before the horse head okay um that was a little mix of uh godfather and a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a regular old figure of speech sure uh, sure so He's in what? What did we say? Three thousand A.D. Something like that. Don't remember the year. You watched it more recently than I did. I watched it last weekend. So he's gone back to the Middle Ages. That's where we start. There's fucking knights and armor and swords and uh, wizards or whatever that guy is. And Ash is just like he's suddenly there. He's fallen onto the ground along with that car. Why is he there? Well, he opened a portal in the previous movie. And got sucked into it. And there's all of these, uh, 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 like, hints uh, at this in the Necronomicon, which they look at in the second movie. And then you see a tiny little drawing of a guy who happens to be wearing the same clothes as Ash from way back in 3000 A.D. Yeah. um, If that's what it is. So Ash has been transported back then. The prophecy's coming true. But he's still fighting those same fucking evil forces that you see in the first two movies. Um, but this time it's definitely more, I don't know, fantasy than horror, I would say. There's like bird creatures yeah. flying around. There's a little bit of, uh, uh, what is that, Gulliver's Travels. He breaks sure. a mirror and yeah. all of these tiny little bruises come out, or tiny little ashes, I should say. And some of those and- scenes are tough, man. Uh, I'm sure they look good then, but right now it's like, you know, he's clearly performing in front of a screen or something. I don't know. It uh, was some of it that the the uh, film quality was so different. You know, it was like yeah. one was being projected and one was being filmed. Uh, and I'm sure I I don't even know. Did I notice that when I was young? I have no idea. It doesn't mean I loved it any less. I absolutely loved it. We sure. this This is officially Evil Dead Summer for us. This is our third Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and the plot is he wants to get back. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to these people in this castle who have taken him prisoner and saying, I want to get back 
send me back how do i get back and they're like well that little sorcerer whatever what is this guy anyway is he a sorcerer is he a witch he works for the king is he just a yeah he's like yeah that's i mean he's like the the mystical guy that works for the king he i mean because you know that guy's in every movie he's the he's not a wizard but he's Mm -hmm. the guy that like makes the potions and understands the things sure priest i don't know what he is but he tells ash the only way you can get back is you've got to go retrieve the necronomicon and say some magical words and then you can get sent back and he is somebody right like he is somebody who the oh the, the actor yeah uh and and we'd know him from something like what would we know him from do you remember man i am trying to look at the cast right now to see okay ian abercrombie the wise man yes yes uh what what who is he like why do we know him uh well i'm pulling it up right now we've got uh puppet master three oh he's uh elaine's boss from Seinfeld, the weird, oh. the war, the one who accidentally looks like Hitler once, and uh, Don't his say O oh, like you just thought of it. You've known that the whole time. No, I just oh, looked. I, I just, just remembered the thing I've been. I planning just, on I just looked up. at his face, and uh, he's Mister Mister Pitt, and uh, he wants to hold the Woody Woodpecker balloon. That's this guy. <laughs> All right, that's this All guy. Right. Yeah, he's great. I kept. I was thinking in my mind it was the book cop, but but it's not. Yeah. And then Ted Raimi's in it, Sam Raimi's brother, and then Ivan Raimi. Yeah, who uh, was Ivan Raimi in it? Was he? See, I don't remember seeing him in it. He may have been an actor. I think he I'm was sure in they it. Used him, but I know he helped write the thing. Yeah, he was definitely uh, in it. Yeah, but, but yeah. The now Raimi. that I'm looking at his face, I definitely recognize him. I think he was one of the uh, the guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That, he was definitely one of the he guys. Was one of the guys. He was he definitely was, one of the guys. He was. No, I like standing behind. The, was that the king? Uh, I guess uh, he was somewhere back there. I think he got killed by a deadite. Yeah, but also the deadites, not the deadites of Evil Dead One or Two. I mean, we're talking. This is skeletons and monsters. This is not so. I mean, uh, other than what was there a deadite in uh, the pit? Was there a deadite in the pit? I feel like there was. Yeah. yeah, there's a deadite in the pit. But not other than that, you know, not a lot of deadite action in this. There's the the original one where they're like uh they're up there and they're talking about what he'll have to do to go and get the Necronomicon and then that woman, that crazy old lady deadite comes in yes. screeching. Yes. And then they knock her out. She's on the ground. He's like, No, don't reach for her, it's a trap and she gets up and beats the hell out of everybody. That was a good scene. She did a great job. Uh, they shot that one fantastic. The action looked good. That was a good fight sequence. It was a, I mean, this movie showed that, like, Raimi had gone through and really learned how to be a filmmaker, right? He mm-hmm. he wanted to make a film. We saw Evil Dead. He got better and wanted to kind of remake it, but really sell that story a little bit more, and we got Evil Dead too. And then he became a filmmaker, and we saw Army of Darkness. And that sounds so nerdy and you know filmy to say, but this was like a movie. I mean, this was a freaking movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the budget was a lot bigger. Still, there were some storytelling things where I was like, eh, I need a little character development. Yeah. It's kind of just like scattershot here's a scene here's a scene here's another silly scene uh and there was no gore if you if you watch the first two evil deads you're going to be expecting heaps 
and heaps of of blood and gore from uh from Sam Raimi, especially with it being the next one in the trilogy, but you get very little gore in this movie. Yeah, you didn't get a lot of gore in it, but but what you did, what you like lost in gore, you made up for in cool stuff. I mean, because you had a mix of, uh, you know, skeletons that were claymation, then you had the skeletons that were like practical, and they would they intermingled. I mean, this must have been a hell of an undertaking. Yeah, yeah, they had a, I mean, because you also got to look at how big the cast was compared to the previous two. I mean, tiny cast for Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2. Yeah. But big, big old cast for uh, Army of Darkness. I mean, they've got, how many people do you think they had in this movie? Oh, I mean, a lot. I mean, you had. That's what I was going to say, a lot. Were you going to say a lot? Because, I mean, I think that, I mean, that's a a number I learned in algebra. (laughs) Uh, But it was, it was, I mean, I mean, there were a lot of extras. There were a lot of kind of, it was like a zombie movie where they tell you, like, the ones that are close to camera have the most makeup, the ones that are middle are, Mm -hmm. you know, less makeup, and the ones that are in the back are literally wearing rubber masks. It was that level of extras. You know, there there were the ones that going to be right next to you, and then they're the ones that were kind of ancillary out in the in the the distance. You know what I just realized as I'm looking at the cast. I don't know, but you gasped. Darkness. It was gasp worthy. Whatever the hell it was, it was it was a gasp worthy moment. It was oh, it was a good gasp too. It wasn't like oh no. It was like ah, oh, mm-hmm. I remember you. Sure, the girl who plays Sheila, uh, Ash's love interest in Army of Darkness was the- Embeth. Was the beautiful teacher from that Matilda movie? Yes, which I saw a lot as a kid, and she often was like the only a movie often nice, called Matilda. Often called that, that yeah. Matilda movie, yeah, yeah. called Matilda. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't that have Danny DeVito in it? Wasn't he the shitty dad? Ah, uh, that seems right to me. Yeah, uh, it might have even been both of them. It might have been Danny and Rhea Perlman, his wife, playing the mom and dad. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, but it's been ages since I saw that movie. It came out in 1996, but I'm looking at a picture. Yeah, M. Beth uh, Davids. M. Beth Davids. Yeah. Oh, did I have a crush on her when she played the teacher beautiful, in Matilda? Beautiful woman uh, and played a nice part in that movie. Like, she didn't, they didn't throw the love story in your face or anything. It was just like, yeah, you knew it was there and maybe there was something and maybe there wasn't. And she was a main character and I liked it. I thought they handled it well. They could have gone over right. the top with it. I have been trying to get us to play Final Girl since this segment started. No, you haven't. You won't cop. You just keep jabbering on okay. about the Matilda teacher. I know, because I had such While a crush I'm on like her Alex, for this movie I've we, never seen. we got to uh, do Final Girl. All right, so what is Final Girl? This is your spiel. I'll let you take it away. I'm out of breath. I've been talking too much. Can't you tell how it works? Come on. Okay, sure. Final Girl is uh, Final Girl's one of those games that we like to play. Actually, it's the game we like to play on this show. And the way it works is you at home, our loyal listeners and followers on Instagram, Micah posts a little thing on Instagram that goes, hey, if you're in a horror movie, what would your name be? Micah picks the uh, best of the best of those names out. I'm not sure exactly the process he uses to do it, but he does indeed do it. And he picks, what do you pick now? Eight names? Ten names? What is it? 
eight names. You pick We've eight names now because we have teams of two. We used to do just one player, but now we pick eight. You will start on a team. It will be you and your buddy, and then you and your buddy, and you and your buddy, and you and your buddy. And each round, you will have choices to make, and you have to make the right choice. You don't really have any sane because we arbitrarily pick your name out of the squeaky wheel of death. And then we read off your scenario where you either do or do not make the right decision. The wrong decision gets you killed. The right decision brings you on into the next round. But when we hit that final round, you and your partner, who have been through hell together, are no longer together in this game. You are pitted hey, against one another. Okay, what? Would you say that their team gets ripped No, right. Apart? I would say ripped apart. Again, Can you're... You, if you, you're going to do the final girl blurb, we're going to have to workshop your ripped. I hear... I, I, you know, I was down to let you do shrieking ripped. Yeah, but you also, when you actually do it, you have a piece of paper and you actually rip them apart. And I don't have any paper here, so. So you were not going to practice screaming ripped? Well, I suppose in that last round, the two of you will be ripped apart. (laughs) And one of you will, of course, make the wrong decision. One of you will make the right decision and be our final girl, which will receive our mystery prize. Not only a cool prize, but a very cool package to get if you Uh, actually. Hey, Alex, what's what's in the mystery prize? Well, it's a mystery. It's a bit oh. of a, it's a bit of a mystery. Also, I'm That's thinking why you call uh, it the mystery, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to uh, crank that up a notch. Maybe do something a little different uh, coming in the near future. But right now, what you get is very cool, and the way you get it is very cool. And I will explain nothing more. But anyone who has won it can certainly wait, 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 attest wait. to it. The way this. you get it, yes, is is, is cool. The way you get it. They're going to think that like a, a deadite's going to show up to their door and I mean, hand it, deliver it dude, if you say the way you I don't get want it. A, I don't want They're going to be disappointed my when door. FedEx shows no. up and it's just a guy going ding ding. And like, when, when it shows up in the mail, you will be excited before you even see what the prize is. That is all I'm going to say about it. The way you uh, win your prize or the way you actually claim your prize, we'll talk about when you actually do it. But other than that, Micah... Who do we have playing this week? All right, let's meet our contestants. First up, we have... <coughs> me, me, me. Now I've been talking so much, so I'm I'm going to let you talk. I took a little time while you were talking to, to hydrate, to drink a little water, do some vocal warm-ups. Let, think, my, let my pipes rest. I think you should, because okay, uh, first, I'm going to make you really carry the show. All right. Anita Hart, welcome to the show. You are our first contestant. Not our first Anita Hart, though. Not our first Anita Hart. In fact, and Crow, I think this is the... (laughs) No, no, no. Anita Hart. It would be our first Anita Fart, which was, believe what you said, Uh, but uh, Anita Hart we have had before. Anita Hart. In Crow. Jenny Hardesty, welcome to the show, a.k.a. Where's the Horror Section? You made it in. Oh, really? Nice to have you. Yes. Well, yes. good for him. I uh, I always love to see when he makes it into the show. Oh, God. I've got reflux. I think I've got heartburn, Alex. Oh. I've been eating trash food lately. You know, I try to eat Are healthy. Are you sure it's I not fartburn? I up on life, and I, <laughs> I went and ate some trash food, and now I've got a fartburn. Uh. <laughs> okay. 
Anita Hart, Jenny Hardesty, welcome to the show. Up next, we have Foxy Brown and Faruza in awe. Welcome to the show. You literally made me giggle again, Micah. I, I, I actually giggled. Like a little baby. Like a little baby. Uh... Welcome, Susan B. Entropy and Stabatha. Oh, I like that. Finally, one more Welcome to the show, Damien Tenderblast <laughs> and Ida Killer. Oh, Ida Killer, I get it. Yeah, I you like this. the Killer. I like right, that. Right. I like that uh, quite a bit. Uh, we've, you know, let's just let's just give a. A, a call out a quick appreciation to our fans and listeners they take some time with these names sometimes they we very rarely get uh you know bad names we get good names guess what i'm doing with those good names yeah oh what are you doing with them i'm putting them into the wheel of death oh, opening the hatch let's hear it I'm putting the names in I'm closing the hatch. Good chunk. Oh. And now I'm going to give it a spin. Hurry, 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 hurry. Hubba, bubba. Hubba, bubba? Oh. Hubba, bubba. <laughs> you never heard about wheels <laughs> hubba bubbing to a stop? I mean, not so as you'd notice, but yeah, good. Yeah, sure. Hubba, bubba. Yeah. Right. Okay, so let's see who's up next. It is, let's see, I mean first. Susan B. Entropy and Stabatha. Okay, you two. There's a fork in the road up ahead. Go one way you live, the other you're dead. The road to the left looks dusty and bleak. The road to the right looks flashy and sleek. You go left because that road looks tougher and everyone knows it's noble to suffer. You survived. Well done. Oh, I was going to... No, I don't think... Sad, but, you know, you're still alive. I think that's just sad. Don't take the road less traveled. Go where it's shiny, people. Come on. There's nothing noble in suffering. Hey, you know, let these people make their own decisions, Micah. Okay, fine. I'm just saying, if you were brought up going like, you're only good if life sucks. It's, It's Christianly to be miserable. (laughs) <laughs> Suffer like Job. Ow. Suffer like Christ did on the cross. Wow. Okay, let's Don't move, do that. Let's Don't move. go 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 with shiny. Go with happy people. Let's move on immediately. All right, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. I don't need this soap anyway. Okay. Next out of the hatch is Foxy Brown and Faruza in all. Alright. There's a girl with a gem in her hand. She says she stole it from a magic man. If you swallow the gem, you will live forever. You'll be richer than the king and twice as clever. You ponder her offer, but don't think you should. It wouldn't be right to swallow stolen goods. You survived. What the hell? I picked some scary music for this one. I hear monsters. Are those deadites? I don't know. I guess so. The big some creepy music for this. By the way, once again, everybody at home, we are for uh, the second time. We're trying to do this all live. Uh, the music, everything. It's a great circus. I mean, this is yeah. This is soundboard show number two, and it's going swimmingly. Yeah, so far so good. Except for the right? distracting monster. Hey, monster! 
I'm trying to do the talking in this segment. I mean, he is, he's just doing what he's doing. It is, All right. Oh, it's getting dark again. It's getting dark oh, no. again. You must about to be ready to read the next one. <laughs> next out of the hatch, we have Damien Tinderblast and Ida Killer. <laughs> Drink this shot and snort this coke. Whispered the world's most handsome bloke. I've never taken drugs or had a drink, but if I don't do it, what will he think? You nearly give in because God is he hot. But you sneeze on the coke, then spill the shot. You survived. You survived. Well, that that monster is so fucking distracting. What is this shit? What do you even have playing right now? Uh, This is called Time of the Apocalypse by (laughs) Elias Weber. So did you did you find this beforehand? And you're like, this is perfect. No. I, or were you I, like, I'm just gonna click on a button and see what happens? I, I just found it, and it's nine minutes long, so I figured it'd be good. <laughs> it's it's so our it's, only prerequisite for using this was it's long enough to cover the segment. Yeah, it was creepy as hell. All right, all right. Up next, Anita Hart, Jenny Hardesty. Uh oh. This is the creepiest final girl we've ever had. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> it's it's definitely something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we very well might be invoking deadites as we speak inadvertently. Oh, that's gotta be trivia later. Uh, once this fucking monster's not screaming, uh, is we have to see if either of us, without googling it, can remember. What Ash is supposed to chant when he gets to the Necronomicon? I I will say uh, this: after he was told what to remember, uh-huh. I said it over and over in my head so that I would not forget. Because he was so like, "You've got to remember, you've got to remember." So I was like, "Okay, I'll remember." And so for a moment, I did, but I don't think I could do it now. Oof! Yeah, I, I I don't know. We'll try. We'll probably do exactly what he did and get close, but not quite nail it. Okay, finally, Anita Hart, Jenny Hardesty. Who farted? asked Shannon. It sounded like a cannon. It wasn't me, you lie, and now you must die. Own up to your farts, even if you're shy, because if you lie about a fart, a killer will corkscrew you in the eye. You are dead. Anita Hart, Jenny Hardesty, rest in peace. Don't lie about who dealt it. Killers don't like that. They don't no. like liars. They don't like dishonest people. You'll die. No, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> oh, I hear your dog in the background. He, oh. There very well might be a dead eye coming. Probably the, you, that you summoned to my house. Yeah. We know from the movies it doesn't have to be live and in person. It can just be a recording. So you probably summoned deadites to my house. All I'm saying is. I have a music service I go to, and when I typed in creepy and longer than eight minutes, it is every single song is literally every single song is by a guy named Elias Weber. So if you guys want some of what you just got, which sounded very uh, Ramstein to me, and it does look like most of his songs are in German. Uh, you can look up Elias Weber, and thank you for letting us use your music for free, sir. Okay, so Elias, thank you for the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that we're giving shout-outs to these composers out there. I do, there too. We did it last time. S- 
people use this shit for free all the time and don't give a shout out. So kudos to you. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Check out Elias's shit if you need some music. Yeah. So I got a question. Since okay. this is soundboard episode number two, this is also going to be ep- the very first episode where we are we doing commercials live? Are we going to be able to hear them? You said we were doing commercials live, and All right. I do what you say. Let's give it a shot then. Uh, folks, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Uh, you do probably need to hit like mute on your thing or something while the commercial plays, though. Mute on my mute your mic. Wait, where where's there a mute button? I don't know. I got like a soundboard on mine. Like I I do soundboard stuff. Not not you. I, I was looking on Audacity. I can just turn mine down for a second. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, we will be back after the break. Hey, what are you drinking? Blood. Really? Can I try some? Sure. <laughs> Oh, gross! It tastes like real blood! That's because it is, you silly idiot! Blood drink, made of blood! Blood drink, made of real blood! Try blood drink today, now available in a can. In a can! Blood drink! (laughs) Tell me that that is not a sponsor that you immediately want to support. I'm still, you know, just for the record, I'm still getting this down to the science. I'm still trying. I mean, it seems to be going perfectly. I don't, I don't hear any any mistakes being had. It's not like there's a drunk clown operating a soundboard in the corner. I'm, st- I'm learning. I'm learning. We're all learning. I do like that we can hear everything. I like that we can hear. I I really look forward to like hearing one of your commercials for the first time while we're recording the show. You know, one I've never heard. Oh right, yeah. We we went. I know we're doing the oldies this time around, but like, yeah, I I look forward to hearing a brand new one from you. That way, we can get our initial response, having never heard it before. Well, you know, when I edit an episode, I never listen to your commercials. I always just drop them in and make sure the audio's right, and then I get out. Because I want to hear it for the first time when I listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're back. We just listened to a commercial from uh, one of our lovely sponsors. It's called Blood Drink. Was that from the very first episode we ever did? I think it was. Uh, you know, Blood Drink might be a callback to the very first. And uh, I did go for season one commercials here because I wanted uh, I wanted some callbacks to some you know beautiful, lovely commercials that we've made in the past. Back when we were young and we Back were excited about we were the show and absolutely. the ideas were flowing. They were just uh. they were dripping out of us. They were oozing. Out of our pores. Oozing. Oozing just like evil oozes from the Necronomicon. We are talking about 1992's Army of Darkness. So far we've set it up. We've got Ash from the Evil Dead who has fallen from the sky and landed in the Middle Ages. uh, Where he has been taken prisoner by Lord Arthur and his men. They've taken him back to the castle where they are going to do what you do with any prisoner throw it in a pit with a big monster well at least to be fair they think ash is uh, i mean wouldn't you they think ash is evil as hell well i mean 
Sure. They think that he's playing for the other side, right? Right. They actually think, yeah, he's one of the warring army's men. Yeah. For whatever reason, even though he looks absolutely nothing like any of the warring army's men. Who are wearing red and Ash is wearing blue. And I think the guys that captured him, oh, are they wearing blue? Oh, so they think Ash is a blood and they are Crips. I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, so why, do they th- why are they mad at Ash if I he's on the same team? I did not even catch the gang reference. What movie? What year was this made? 90s? 1992. So definitely like in the height of gang wars. That definitely could have been a thing. Ooh. I doubt it, but maybe. No, I don't think so. <laughs> My son walked up to me and flashed the the blood hand sign the other day, uh, and it was impressive. If you had never seen that before, you could read that it said blood. Like, he did it really well. <laughs> oh, I mean, let, you could just sit there and sound it out, B-L-O-O-D, yeah. But you digress. Well, you don't want to spend some time on the Bloods and the Crips? <laughs> not, not, not as much as you'd think. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, initially, yes, the, it did. The, the initial reaction was, yeah, let's, let's talk about Bloods for a while. But then I was uh, like, ah, no, nah, I don't want to get up in a Tupac biggie thing. All right, let's not do that then. We'll stick with Army in Darkness and Lord Arthur versus, uh, was it Duke Henry? Yeah, played by Richard Grove. Okay. So- Ash and this other guy, who I think is Duke Henry, they've got them in, uh, what do you call those things, Uh, stocks, and they're hauling them. They're all chained up. Why Ash has to stay in his, I don't know, because he doesn't have a right hand anymore. He has a nub because he cut off his evil hand in the last movie and the one before that. And in the second movie, he shoved a chainsaw on there because... That's how chainsaws work. Because that's how on a nub. That's that's how they work, man. (laughs) That is how they work. This is like one of literally three movies where I can. I mean, obviously this is the originator, but this is one of three movies where I can name uh, a movie where a person put a chainsaw on on their hand and like or their nub or whatever, and Mm -hmm. it it continued to operate. I mean, like. I don't own a chainsaw. I mean, you and I have talked about it in the past. Where I, I was shopping around, you were looking for chainsaws. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Is there a hole in the back that you just stick a nub? Uh, well, uh, some of them don't have those cheaper really, ones. Uh, yeah, but like if you get a steel, they yeah. all have a nub hole. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. what it's called a nub hole. Yeah, because because yeah. chainsaw accidents are so common. That they know eventually you're going to saw off one of your arms and need yeah. to operate their chainsaw still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're going to have to have a nub hole. At right. some point, you'll need a nub hole. Spend that money up front because otherwise you're just going to be spending it again later for a chainsaw that has a nub hole. Exactly. Yeah. Ah. So, but why can't he, uh, Ash, pull out of his stock that he's in uh, if he's got a nub? There's nothing keeping him. He doesn't have a hand anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's going along with it. He's keeping his nub in the nub hole. Right. Not the chainsaw nub hole, but the stock hole. Uh, and they're dragging their asses to the castle. They get there. All the people are crowding around. It's that classic scene where they're like, boo, and they're spitting at them and throwing fruit. Uh, and even the lovely M. Beth Davids, who plays Sheila, comes up. She hates him more than anybody. because she she spit in his face? I feel she like spits she in his face, yeah. and she just got the news that her brother didn't make it back from the last battle, so she blames oh, Ash because she thinks Ash was on the other side that they were battling. 
Little does she know he's from the future. He's the a future. Marty McFly. He, he came here with a car. With a car that fell out of the sky. Oh, God, I wish his sneakers would have self-inflated. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Or self, oh, look- I guess they self-tied. Yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> so anyway, out of the castle wall comes Doc Brown, who's like, Ash, we've got to stop the Deadites. And uh, the whole Ash, thing starts. there's a problem with your children. It's your children, Ash. <laughs> the movie takes a wild <laughs> left turn here. Uh, but I, I didn't see it coming, but I liked it. What do you mean, my children? I can't. How do you do? Can you do? I, I heard somebody do Marty McFly the other day. and They did a really good job. I can't do it. Oh, I know who it was. It was David Spade. He was on Howard Stern, and he was doing his uh, his Marty McFly, and it was pretty damn good. Yeah, Marty McFly think... is probably a tough one to do because you're just doing Michael J. Fox. I mean, his voice is kind of like I can't, mine comes out sounding like Owen Wilson if I try to do it. I just keep thinking you're yeah, want, Marty McFly wanting to fuck me. Yeah. Wait, what? what? You're, you're an old man wanting to fuck me. Your Marty McFly is exactly like your old Family Guy man voice. Hi, is he? I'm Marty McFly. <laughs> what are you, you wanna, talking about, Doc Brown? Hey, Alex, <laughs> you want to get on my hoverboard? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I love the way these shows like just devolve. I really do. They just They start as one thing, and they become almost anything but that thing. We are having fun. We do Okay, have so fun. we're back in the castle. There's not actually a Doc Brown, but we do have Ash. He's come back from battle. They think he's on the mm-hmm. opposing team, and they're going to do what I guess these people do, Lord Arthur and his folks. They take these people, and they have a pit that apparently uh, has something with terrible. Ev- <laughs> with fucking as evil monsters in it. Like I don't remember what they referred monsters. to the things down there. They're like, put him in the pit. I don't know if they talked about what was down there. They did not uh, say Deadeye. They definitely didn't say dead eye, no. and but but then they throw the first guy down. Yes, and he's like, no, no, and he goes down into this pit in the ground. Uh, he falls a <laughs> long way. You see him go down, and you just hear, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So it's a very deep pit, um, which later doesn't seem so deep when our no, star falls no, when he falls in, it's like I don't know, twenty feet maybe. <laughs> and then uh, once the the first guy falls down in there, um, we see. Everybody's quiet. There's a hush over the crowd. Mm-hmm. They start to peer into the, the pit. They're kind of leaning forward, but they can't really see. And then, kind of like the cellar door in the second Evil Dead, all the blood in the world comes shooting out in a ridiculous, exaggerated fountain of blood that is more blood than could have fit into any human, let alone that little guy they threw down into the pit. Yes, there is a wild discrepancy between when Ash gets tossed in and when this gentleman gets tossed in. And I don't think necessarily based on their abilities, it's just this Mm -hmm. guy gets thrown in, quiet for a second, huge, you know, old faithful geyser of blood shoots out of this (laughs) hole. exactly. But when Ash goes in, he kind of like looks around for a while, there's some time to spare, and uh, Uh then a dead-eyed pops up. Yeah, it's almost like things were bent in Ash's favor. I do well. He is the chosen one. He is the chosen one. He is He's the chosen Neo. One. He, you know, and I would put him up against Neo any day. I mean, Ash can kick some ass. Ash, but can kick Neo knows kung ass. fu. That's true. Is that what he knows? Is it kung fu? I don't know. 
Isn't that what they plug him in in the first movie and he like he does all the training? He's like pops out and he's like, I know kung fu. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, Well, I'll just be honest. I don't think I've ever seen that movie either. But uh, what? I don't think I've ever seen. We're not going to move on to anything else. I think I've seen most of it until we talk about. It's not my bag, man. You know I don't love science fiction. And I love The Matrix so much. I know. Much. People love it. I get it. I mean, take her to leave it with the sequels. Some of them are better than others. I don't really remember. But the first one I have seen multiple times, and I actually went to see it at a little theater called the Mall Trio uh, in the town where I grew up. Very familiar and with that theater in the town where <laughs> you grew up. And, uh, yeah, saw many. And I thought it was amazing. Oh, my God. I was so freaked out. And this was one of the first movies, The Matrix, that was using, you know, kind of the, like, different color for everything. Like, the whole movie had sort of a green uh, yeah, tone to the color. Yeah, it was like a color. bypass look or something. Yeah. And that had not been done to death yet. I mean, now it's so, I'm so fucking yeah. sick of seeing it. I'm like, just give me true colors. I don't want to see any more fucking filters on anything. I um, see your true, true co- colors. No you, no, no, you keep talking. I'll just... Okay, all right. I was about to, I was about to come in with a harmony here and do a different through, octave. I see your true and colors. I want to live in a world where we I see true colors. No more Don't filters. No more hiding behind those shades of green or blue. No more hiding behind monochromatic this or that. I want to live in a world with true colors. Do you I want to see. Do you yeah. remember they used that for Kodak commercials? Do you remember that? I was just getting started. I was about to Martin Luther. King I don't know much more. I, I really I live in a world. Like <laughs> Southern I, I really don't know much more of that song. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I could look it up, but then we'd have to pay like ASCAP rights, and you know I don't have it. So that's true. We probably already busted. Yeah, I don't know how much we're allowed to do. Nah. Probably zero. Zero. It's zero. Yeah. Luckily, you know, we only make a million dollars a piece on this show. We'll if just give you a, a guys would just tell some friends, Mike and I, he could means quit you, our the job. audience. Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, you, you listener, tell your friends, be like, you got to listen to the show. They go off the hook a lot, uh, but they know their horror and they love it and they're watching it constantly. Um, and you tell your friends and then we can quit our jobs, which are actually nice jobs. We have good jobs. We we have great jobs. We enjoy them. But uh, Alex know. is a grave digger. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So it doesn't even feel like work. Not like a legal grave digger. Like, he doesn't do it for people who just recently died and need to be buried. Like, I mean, he digs up graves and steals rings off of people's fingers. Yes. I mean, I have a Craigslist dad. Grave robber. That's what I was Oh, He's not a grave. He's a grave robber. Correct. Absolutely. But, again, not work if you love it. Uh, But I I, I love this, too. So I'd rather do this. I'd rather do this, you know? Yeah. I love uh, being around all the old bony gals It's like gals that saying, gents, if you love robbing graves, you'll never work a day in your life. Is that what people say? <laughs> I believe that is the same. I adapted it for what I said. I was saying something different, <laughs> but it was like I was trying to make it my own. But you're right. That's the old saying. I stole it. Uh, oh, and apropos to this story, Alex actually uh, proposed to his wife with a ring that he stole off the uh, dead hand of, uh, was it Margaret Thatcher? Well, actually, let, let's just be fair here. It seemed surprising and romantic at the time, but actually I had dug that grave up prior, 
found that there was this beautiful ring in there, right? And so then Mm -hmm. I asked my uh, girlfriend, who at the time was also a grave robber, to come with me, and we dug up a grave. She thought it was the, you know, the first time I'd put the grass back all over it and stuff. Mm -hmm. We, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I was like, oh, surprise, Uh, will you marry me? And I knelt on her uh, ribcage, not my wife's. Uh, the the old lady Margaret Thatcher apparently, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, and she said yes. Uh, spoiler alert! And we've now been married more than ten years. Did she know that she was the was second or a third woman you had proposed to in that very same way at that very same grave? Uh, she'll know when she hears the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, weren't we talking about a fucking movie here? Um, we were, yeah. And it's your choice. We've gotten and as far as the pit. And they had gone down into the pit, the first guy. And then Alex, so poetically put it, like Old Faithful, a geyser of blood shot out. And then Ash goes down into the pit. And, uh, yeah, he's looking around. And then something is in the water sneaking around. And what is it? It's a deadite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She pops up. It's a she, right? Isn't it another long-haired lady deadite? I do believe so. But, again, it's been a week. And I've watched a lot of horror since then. But I do, yes, believe it was a woman. And they have fisticuffs. They mm-hmm. fight a lot. Uh, Ash is but again, kicking her ass, it's but also a, getting his ass a, kicked it, a little. It's a fight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's a battle that is going on. Fisticuffs, as you said. Whereas with the yeah. first guy, it was just immediately a spurt of blood. A huge geyser of blood. So, like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was a different thing in there for the first guy, but Ash definitely has a shot with the second one. Yeah. But it gets worse for Ash. He he maybe is getting a leg up uh, on the uh, the deadite, and um, but then the guys upstairs are like, oh, he might actually beat this deadite. So they're like, well, let's make it more interesting for Ash. So Lord Arthur has them pull the lever that starts these spiked walls closing in on Ash, and they're getting closer and closer. Ash grabs the deadite, throws her against the spike, which oh, stabs her. Uh, several times in several different places. Does it kill the Deadite? Of course not. No, why would it? She continues to fight. There's a chain, and then Ash, by some fucking MacGyver magic, so there's like the pulley that is working to close these spiked walls. So one part of the chain's going up, and then the other part's going down. So, of course, you're looking at it as an audience member going, grab the chain, ride it up. He doesn't just grab the chain and ride it up. He whips off his belt. Mm-hmm. And I magically Indiana Jones it, style. Indiana Jones style whips it. It wraps around the chain, but somehow holds on and doesn't slide down a bit as he rides the chain up. It does eventually slide down, I think, but I don't know how that mm-hmm. worked. Uh, I, but it worked. I do want to point out, Micah, if we could digress just for a second. This is the second time in a month that you and I will be on a podcast talking about Indiana Jones and walls with spikes closing in on a person. Oh, that's right. We should throw throw a little Let's uh, love to uh, Brian Sheehan. Brian Sheehan and, and the TV and movie trivia podcast. Uh, yeah, I you think know. if you're searching it, you'll find it if you search TV trivia pod. Like, there's a yeah. bunch of different... You know, trivia it's, podcast. Yeah. So to find his, if you search TV trivia, yes, I believe pod, I believe I that pulls it up. up. It's I think it's officially called TV and movie movie trivia podcast. But if you type in yeah. 
TV Trivia Pod. I, it usually pulls it up. It's like a yellow and black uh, thumbnail. Micah and I did the latest episode yeah. uh, as special guests, and we did uh, uh, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. And so, yeah, same time, one month, pure coincidence, we're talking Indiana Jones and Walls closing in with Spikes. Oddly enough, as I was watching this, I was like, that's the movie I want to see. You know how Marvel does all this crossover shit and everybody's meeting in front of these different times and universes? I want to see Indiana Jones, MacGyver, and Ash all in a movie together because they're like my three childhood heroes. I'm like, you guys team up. Fuck yeah. I mean, God, man. I mean, like, that's some fan fiction right there. Let's go. Right? I I thought the same thing. Let's do this because I could see MacGyver being in this world. Not, not like recent day MacGyver. We're talking Richard Dean Anderson, guys. We're talking oh, absolutely. the MacGyver. The MacGyver, yeah. yeah. The actual shit. RDA. I mean, oh, yeah. RDA, baby. Absolutely an amazing man. Yeah, you talked about uh, your, your childhood idols. Um, you know, I had a ton, of course, you know, like you do when you're a kid, but I loved, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, because I love MacGyver. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. loved Harry Anderson. Uh, he's the guy Wait. from Night Court. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a magician, and I, I just loved him. Uh, and then I also loved Harry Houdini and like read every book on Harry Houdini I could when I was a kid. So Harry Anderson was like the bridge in the middle because he had both names. Richard Dean Anderson had the Anderson. Harry Houdini had the Harry, and Harry Anderson was in the middle. Uh, I always found that neat as a kid. Probably not as neat here. And then something about Harry and the Hendersons. And then, oh, God, I uh, Kevin Peter Hall, the original Predator, was that Harry and the Henderson uh, on, uh, I don't know, he was in the movie and the TV show. Anyway, uh, don't you think probably it is time for some more Final Girl? As luck would have it, I just pulled up round two of Final Girl. I have our names. Oh, Anita Hart. Jenny Hardesty. They died the last round. There are six survivors. Rest in peace, Anita and Jenny. <sighs> Sad to see you go. I mean, that's not a thing you want to have to, you don't want to have to say goodbye to a person, but, they, but you lied about farting. You lied about farting, and our killer, not a fan of that. Not a fan at all. So, okay. In go the names. Into the big hatch. Hurry. Spin the wheel of death. Cowabunga. (laughs) What a weird noise for a wheel to make. Cowabunga. (laughs) Uh, Our wheel loves pizza, by the way. Who doesn't love pizza? Come on. uh, You know what? I'm going to go ahead and call it audible. Uh, I I slowly built this music up and... Not caring for it, so we're moving on. Here we go. Let's do some Final Girl. At least there wasn't a monster screaming over me (laughs) while I was trying to talk. Fucking stay tuned. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of pizza and dudes, I saw that they're putting in a Circle K near uh, where I live and saw Circle K. There aren't many Circle Ks where I live, and uh, I see a Circle K, and immediately I'm like, Rufus. Bill and Ted. That's where it takes me. Oh yeah, boy! And, and I was like, and is another that Circle K. Our third, at least third time travel movie reference in this. 
episode. I love Bill and Ted. Oh, Bill my Ted. God. Oh, be excellent story. to each other, everyone. Be excellent to be each excellent. other. Be excellent. All right. So, first out of the hatch, we have <clears throat> Damien Tinderblast and Ida Killer. Okay, let's see what happens. Hey, girl, you want a beer? We're giving one to everyone here. No, thank you, I say. It's not for me. I have to practice for the spelling bee. You survived. You survived. Well done. And well spelled, I hope, for you. <laughs> for you. Up next, we have Susan B. Entropy and Stabatha. Okay, let's see what happens. There is a mystic river not far from here. It runs uphill. It ba- its babble rings queer. Some say it's enchanted. Some say it's cursed. No one's ever swam in it. Should I be the first? Titillating and tempting though it may sound, I keep my feet on solid ground. You survive. You survive. Is Susan B. Entropy... Uh, where's the horror section? It is not. Susan? It is Murder by Vegan. Oh, Susan B. Entropy. That is a great name. And, you know, he always has such good ones. So props to that name, by the way. Yes, Murder by Vegan has entered the name Susan B. Entropy. I think this is the second time coming back with the same name. Some names are worth using more than once. I wasn't loving that song either. So uh, just keep reading. I'll find us a good one. Okay. And finally. We have Foxy Brown and Feruza in all. I just moved to Portland and everything is legal. I can get high as a kite. I can soar like an eagle. <laughs> Uppers and downers, coke, shrooms, and smack. I can even trip on acid while I smoke some crack. But just because it's legal doesn't make it right, which is why you're going to die tonight. As you start to take your very first marijuana, a masked man (laughs) pounced like an astute iguana. He snatched your marijuana bong and broke it, then rammed it in your guts before you could smoke it. Oh, you are dead. Wow, that was a lot. Didn't even get to take your first marijuana. Didn't even. Didn't even Damn. get to take your first marijuana. Uh, your sense of humor is the reason we were friends. You're, <laughs> you're just, you're just my guy. That's just all there is to it. I, I, I absolutely adore being your friend. Uh, so let's see here. I'm gonna try to, you know, again, once again, we are doing all this live, but I'm gonna try to. There we go. Find us a nice little song to get oh. us to break. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, Foxy Brown and Feruza and all, rest in pretty peace in your in your grave. Gone too soon. You are joining Anita Hart and Jenna Hardesty. The bodies are stacking up here in Slasherville. Yeah, but they are. when we return, we will dive some more into Army of Darkness. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We haven't even gotten to some of the most bananas, bonkers scenes in this movie. We'll do all that when we come back. We'll play some more Final Girl. Stay tuned. Hello? Hi there, what can I do for you? Oh my God, is that a woman hanging on a meat hook in the back? 
Oh, no. That's just decoration. We're just getting ready for Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, my chainsaw here won't start, and I was wondering if uh, you could fix it, maybe sharpen the blades while you got it. Sure thing. We fix you up. God, is someone hurt? Oh, no. That's just Gunner working on a chainsaw. Now, what's this big problem? Uh, it just won't start. Are you sure he's okay? He just gets to screaming when he's fixing one real good, you know, excited. In fact, he can probably get you fixed up real good if you want to hang around. Interest you in finger sandwich while you wait? Oh my god, these are, are these real fingers? Oh no, I told you we just really get into Halloween around here. It's August. You're August. What? Who? Looks like you're up next. Ah! Go! Go! Chainsaw sales and service will fix you good guaranteed or we'll slash you or the price clean in half. Alright, welcome back to the show, people. You know, when this sexy music's on, it makes me want to change my voice. The music definitely dictates how I come back, bringing the show back high. How you doing, all you little cats and dogs out there in Radio Land? We're here talking about 1992's Army of Darkness, starring that hunk of all hunks, Bruce Campbell, He's fighting those deadites every day, every he night. He is a hunk. And I am joined by another hunkiest of hunks, my co-host, my brother, Alex Slasher. You're fucking, your fucking sidekick. My sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I take all kinds of issue with this. The Paul Schaefer to my David Letterman. You. That's gonna say. You really don't Paul. even have to talk anymore, that's Alex. From pa- now on, you can just go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about old slasher. I hardly know her. Uh, I mean, uh, that's the name of the show. <laughs> that's a we show. Talking about that's our Army. show name. <laughs> we're talking about 1992's Army Whoa, of Darkness. Welcome we back to Army got- of Darkness. <laughs> this week we're watching Slasher. I hardly know her. I am Bruce Campbell. <laughs> this is your Micah and Alex. Wait. Ah. Uh, so we haven't we have not gotten that far into the movie. We got a lot of ground to cover, so we're gonna have to pick up the pace, people. Bruce has traveled back in time. He's been thrown into a pit. He found his way out of the pit, uh, and he's back in this courtyard in this castle where Lord Arthur is pissed because he survived and he got out. Lord Arthur's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. But after Bruce gets out, there was another bad guy or another regular guy who. You know, Lord Arthur hates because he's on the opposing team who he's been battling. Uh, and Ash is like, you, get out of here. Go free. And nobody's really fucking with Ash because he just killed a deadite. And so they're like, oh, this dude is different. So they let this guy ride out, uh, except that Lord Arthur picks up his crossbow, I think, and is going to try to shoot him, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or no, he picks up his sword because he's going to fuck with, uh, with Bruce, with Ash. But then the sword, bam. Shot in half because Bruce found his boomstick. He's got his boomstick, guys. Everybody backs up. Everybody's like, oh, what sorcery is this? They're all scared. And he holds it up. He's like, this is my 
boom stick and everybody backs <laughs> off when it says boom uh, it's fucking fantastic so it's, yeah now they think he's uh he's something special he's the chosen one he's different he's got contraptions they've never seen before so they're listening uh why on earth did they not recognize him as the chosen one immediately I mean, like, if we saw somebody from that time here, we'd be like, hey, there's something different about you. Why are we to believe that Ash is, they they accept him as maybe being one of the others, even though he's in bananas ass clothes and mm-hmm. a, a, a literal car drops out of the sky when he right. comes. And this mystic guy seems to know about the chosen one and stuff. So why wouldn't he be well-versed to go, you know what, this is what's been foretold. Like, why does Ash have to prove himself? I understand thematically why, but why? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the wise man thought he was the chosen one from the beginning. Did he? Lord Arthur wouldn't listen. Yeah. I I think as early as when he drops out of the sky and they find him, maybe the wise man has a sinking suspicion that that Ash may be the chosen one, uh, but Lord Arthur is like, he's one of the guys, he's one of the other ones, fucking take him, brr. Are we uh, to believe that Lord Arthur is a young King Arthur? That's what I was wondering. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I mean, seems like uh, seems like a thing that uh, they placed in there. There's a few things that they placed in there that I thought were... Uh, I won't say callbacks, you know, because that'd be the wrong thing to say. But I do have a question for you, Micah. Hit me. Well, back uh, in the day, I sent you half of uh, a game called Trivial Pursuit Horror Movie Edition. I remember this. You do indeed. So I've got a quick question for you. In what century does The Village, filmed in 2004, or, well, released in 2004, take place? Was it the 18th century, the 19th century, the 20th century, or the 21st century? When does the movie take place? Yes. Oh, I guess it would be the... I guess it would be the... When did you say it came out? It came out in 2004. Oh, 21st century. Absolutely correct. And for a bonus point, this is one that I'm kind of up in the air as whether you'll get or not. What actor voiced Chucky in the Child's Play series, 1988 to 2017 and beyond for that matter? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Brad Dorff. Oh my God, Micah. All points go to you. Well done. Uh, uh, well uh, done, my friend. Well done. Uh, I got one for both of us, a trivia. Okay. Cool. Uh, what the fuck does, was, does Ash have to say when he gets to the Necronomicon? All I can think of is Nosferatu. I think it's something like that. It's like <laughs> Clara, Veratu, Nikto. Nikto. Is in there. Nikto's definitely in there. Do you have it? Like, do you have the actual answer? No, I don't. I don't have the actual answer. We would have to look that up. Uh, So uh, give me your best out of it. Uh, Like, your best, what you thought. Because don't let me sway you with Nosferatu. Because that sounds right to me. But obviously that is a vampire movie. I think it's 
Clara Veratu Nikto. Okay. Uh, let's see what I can get here. Well, you got a guess? You want to give it your best shot? Well, no. I mean, I'm telling you right off the bat, uh, it's when I say Natsumaratu, that's as far as I can go. And then when you said Nikto, it's like, yes, that is the that is absolutely part of it. Like, if that's not part of it, I'll be shocked. Uh, and then I, I'm trying to talk while I can... <laughs> while I type. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've got it in front of me. I just pulled it up. I Damn you. I just got here, and I'm fighting a cat who's trying <laughs> to, like, I'm sure you heard a meow on Mike. He's he's my buddy. Right. What have you got? Like, tell me what you think it is. Okay. Here we go. Uh, well, I'm not telling you what I what I. I can tell you what it is. I can't tell oh, you. Okay, so you've got it now. I, I've got it. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Then go. Klatu Verata Nikto. So Nikto, hundred percent. Say it again. Klatu Verata Nikto. I thought there was like a fourth part. Was there not? I think that's it. All right. Well, then. So my Nosferatu is my Klatu. You definitely nailed Nikto. But either way, you and I both did not stop the evil. So let's explain. No, so the let, army's unleashed now. We yes. fucked the whole kingdom. So let's explain what happens here. We talked a little bit about the Little Ashes, right? Uh, I can't, because it is. it has been a week since I, I've seen this, I can't talk about what is going on when there are evil little tiny ashes involved. Mm-hmm. What is that? And, like, how do they become a thing? How do they become into being? I mean, like, we know that deadites exist. We've seen them in the pit. Sure. So get us here. Uh, is is the, the scene in the windmill, is that mm-hmm. on the way to the Necronomicon, or is that after he's trying to come back? Yeah, well, we haven't even explained why he has to go get the Necronomicon. We did. We talked about it. that's the only way that he can go back. Right. Okay. Uh, he has to go there. He has to say that that little chant there, mm-hmm. uh, that phrase that we just talked about, Klatu Varata Nikto. And if he doesn't say it, then you know the the legions, the evil of the army, army will of darkness be released. Will come. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's lights out for everybody if that happens. So he's got to remember it, and he's riding out with the wise man who's like. Say it again. He's like, I got it. I'm going to remember it. It's just right. like, just say it. I think I got this. All right. So, you know what? His his hubris is what got him in trouble. Uh, so classic he, Ash. Cl- classic Ash. Classic Ash. Uh, so he rides out. They won't go with him. They, 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 they're like, you're on your own from here. So he rides out through this crazy, foggy forest. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, now I've lost the uh, the sequence, though, as to whether he runs into the tiny ashes on his way to the no, to the, the book ti- or on his way back. I feel like the no, it's on the way to because uh, so he stops at this windmill, and I don't remember why he stops. At oh, the he's running from a deadite. There's some the you know the big camera moving through yes. the forest that's yes. knocking that's over what trees. I think. He's running like hell to get away from that. Yeah. He ends up falling headlong into a giant puddle. Uh, pulls himself out. His clothes are magically drier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
keeps running and then like sees this windmill runs into the windmill closes the door the evil thing is banging against the door yes ash is trying to keep it out he closes the lock it's still banging relentlessly uh and then it finally gives up and goes yeah it is so he's gonna stay in the windmill (laughs) for the night (laughs) uh and so i guess the evil gets in somehow and yeah and there's a mirror right that Mm -hmm is ash and then it breaks into a lot of pieces and because those pieces are small all of a sudden we have a lot of little tiny ashes who kind of gulliver's travels him a little and then also in addition to that uh he kills them all right in little in various ways they all Mm -hmm. meet they all meet their end with the exception of one who Gets inside of Ash. And swan dive. Swan dives into his, what, mouth? Is it his mouth? Yeah. Because uh, the yeah. one of the other ones holds his nose so that he has ah, to open yes, his mouth. That's right. And then the other one jumps from above and it, right into his gullet. And it's a cute, funny Disney horror scene. And uh, then that grows inside of him until he has a second Ash head identical to his own, growing out of him like a Siamese twin. Can you say that? A conjoined twin. Um, yeah. And they fight each other ridiculously, uh, a la Bruce Campbell fighting his hand in uh, the earlier movies in the kitchen. Um, and so they fight each other for a while, and I'm not sure exactly what happens next other than that head becomes evil ash which i very much remember being a thing from my childhood there was ash and there was evil ash and you Mm -hmm. could buy evil ash masks in the back of fangoria and like that was a thing evil ash was a thing i absolutely remember that from my childhood that that uh evil ash he splits off and doesn't Ash shoot him with the boomstick right in the face? Yes. And they it fight like, for quite some time and, and it just burns and disfigures his face. Because otherwise, uh, Evil Ash would look just like Ash. He just right. is this wickedly scarred version of Ash because of so this. So Ash this digs a, a, a grave and buries Evil Ash. So that's the end of that, right? Evil Ash is done for. Yep, that's it. Or is he? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more movie. There is a lot more movie. Um, okay, so uh, what else happens? So he, he's gotten well, the Necronomicon. He's headed back. He's unleashed the legions of demons and all of the... Who does he fight? He has to fight a bunch of fucking things that start popping up out of the ground. Uh, that's. I mean, these are oh, all... Oh, it was hands. It was skeleton hands coming up out of the ground. They're like... That's true. You saw this them. last night. They pull him down, and it's very, very Three Stooges all of a sudden. Yes. Uh, so they're poking him in the eyes. He's like, nah, nah, trying oh, to stop. Oh, yeah, him. and he does. Yes. And, he, and they uh, even make the noise. He even makes the noises, right? Uh-huh. He uh-huh. does. And and he gets, gets, he's like, oh, and he gets punched in the face by a bunch of skeleton hands. Uh, but he finally gets the upper hand, gets out of there. He's managed to hold on to the Necronomicon, uh, of which there were three when he got there. But he grabbed the right one, finally. Um uh, the first one sucked him in and gave him a stretched out face, um, which was another 
slapstick moment. He's trying to get his face back in shape. And the second one bit him on the finger and finally got the third one. That was the right one. But he didn't say the chant right, so evil is unleashed. He's headed back to Lord Arthur's castle. He doesn't realize he gets, evil is unleashed necessarily, right? Yeah, he he thinks like, he did fine. Uh-huh. Gets back and the wise man is like, did you, did you say it? Did you say the passage? And he's like, mostly. Eh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, as we know, not a thing that will pass in the Evil Dead world. It won't pass in this world. It won't pass in that land. It will not pass in the land down under. Hey, give me a Vegemite did sandwich. somebody say the land down under? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. It's Wallaby Wanker. Hey, oh, everybody. Christ. It's me, Wallaby Wanker. I wanted to stop by just to remind you all to look both ways before you cross the street. And always, if you're driving, watch out Wallaby. for the cyclists Wallaby. and the bikers. Also, keep your hands at 10 and 2. Hey, Wallaby. Yeah. Thank you for stopping by the show. Never do it again. <laughs> what? Hey, hey, it's me, Wallaby Waker. Politely walk the fuck out of Pee Wee's Playhouse and never come back here again. You know, in addition, we to like all the other you, characters. In addition to teaching you how Globy to be is welcome. safe, I'd like to Cherry's teach you welcome. how to be polite. The mailman is I'm, welcome. I'm a guest. I'm a Jobby guest the of the show. Welcome, but we I do not need for the a Wallaby Waker. Love of your viewers, Micah. You don't have anything to say. We don't like your oh, your shitty Australian accent. Just leave. Oh. Wallaby, wow. walk the fuck out of here. Wow. And he literally did. That was... Yeah. With his head down, like he should. That was very sad. Uh, he, mm. he literally stopped by because he thought we were doing the pod today. And mm. he wanted to deliver... He wanted to deliver some safety tips to make our viewers. You love Wallaby Wanker. I, he and I, I not friends. Dude, I, I not like his I face. I very much appreciate what he wants to do for our listeners. He wants mm-hmm. to make sure they're safe. And I mean, that can you can you fault that? One, he's not PC at all. He's just like this big mashed up conglomeration of of every Australian stereotype. Oh, God, he's just a person, man. He rode on a kangaroo into the studio. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's just because that's his kangaroo, and he, because of the number of DWIs he's gotten, he uh-huh. cannot drive a car. Uh-huh. He's wearing a crocodile tooth necklace. It's ridiculous. Again, it's, but that's because tried, of the children cliche. he saved. Those are the cro- those are the teeth of the <laughs> crocodile from the children he saved them from. Amalgamation. I mean, like, that's the word I was looking for. You got it. I got it. I got it. I, I saw what you were trying to do. You were angry. You were angry. Yeah, I was so angry it's I hard. forgot English. It's tough, man. But you know, actually, I think conglomeration still works. That's, uh, that's conglomeration right. works just fine. You know who's not? You know who's not angry, Mike? I'll tell you who's not angry. Who? Me, Wannabe Waker. Hey, look! I just popped up from under the table. I'm also a bit of a magician. Now, as oh, you know, now he does magic. Well, I did come out of nowhere, but as mm-hmm. you know, the Fourth of July is coming up, and how do we all like to celebrate the Fourth of July in America? 
Ah, post-birth abortion of Wallaby Uh, Wanker. We absolutely love to shoot off those Roman candles, right? But don't hold the Roman candles. Yes, I hope you burn yourself. You've seen your cousins do it. Many a celebration here on your Independence Day. Alex, if you don't keep Wallaby Wanker the fuck out of this studio, I'm I'm not doing the show. (laughs) Put the right end of the Roman candle down into some sort of tube or in the ground itself and then light it on. Never hold the Roman candle. It's me, Wallaby Wanker, here to remind you to be safe on your Independence Day. Oh, no, he's gone. Mm. He literally ran out and see I trailed off. I feel a seething anger. In my chest, really? whenever Wallaby Wanker comes into the studio, I hate that that you feel that way. He's just such I don't a nice. Know. He's <sighs> just concerned. It's with one of those things. It's not like he's, he's only, ever done anything mean he's or only bad concerned to me. With our you ever just see one of those faces where you're like, I don't like this guy. He You've never met him. You don't know him. You just see him. You're like, I don't fucking like this guy. I don't like Wallaby Wanker's face. He very, very much just came in to make sure that we had a safe Independence Day. I mean, it's that's, weird because he's being nice. He's being nice. He's, he's not, being friendly. It's not he's even doing his, his holiday, thing, bro. And, and I feel it's a not, heat in my chest. It's not even his holiday. So I mean, like murderous rage. My ears are hot. <laughs> 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 All right. Before we go too much further into anything, I got one more question for you. Oh, a trivia question? No, no. I want to know what oh, else fuck. are you into? Oh, thank Christ, because I, yeah, I thought I was about to be another fucking... I'm not even going to say it anyway. He's gone. Into? I'm just leaving it there. What are you into? What's up? So what are you into, uh, my guy? What am I into? Let's see here. Oh, I'm going to lose. I'm going to alienate everybody who's ever listened to any show ever. Um, not Wallaby Wanker. He'd be right behind <laughs> you. He'd just support you. It's my wife has uh, started watching Yellowstone. Okay. Everybody loves this show. It's a huge, massive, massive hit. I watched the spinoffs, a bit of 1983, It's It's well made. The acting's good. No, you I, do not I, like it. I hate it. Why? I, I don't. Is any it, show is it Kevin where Costner's it's, voice it's, in, that, in that show? That is something that is a pet peeve of mine. Ever since that movie, The Witch, The Witch, I watched The Witch, and fucking every actor, every actor has started doing a glottal fry. You know where their voice is as low as it possibly goes. Yeah, I'm like, hey, speak up. We can't understand you, dipshit. You're not any tougher because we can't hear your fucking low voice. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm just tough now. I felt the oh, same way with a representative from American Airlines today. It was like, <laughs> just let's go, bro. I mean, like, I do not know what you're saying. And this voice only works in movies because it's in like the middle of a stampede when he's giving his low speech to somebody. And in real life, nobody can hear what the hell he's saying. Yeah, I mean, in real they're life, on a horse 15 feet away from you. In real life, uh, like when you're like, hey, what do you think of Colonel So-and-so? You'd be like, he is terrifying. <laughs> that guy's legitimately terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or if he was just your mailman, whatever. You'd be like, holy crap. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'd, okay, I, but, I, I feel like sorry. I liked what I watched of season one, but I didn't finish it. I was in the middle of a move and I couldn't get back into it. I'm not saying it's not well done. I'm not saying it's not well written, well acted, any of that looks great. Sounds great. Good performances. Every since game of Thrones, 
kind of set the precedent of it's always got to be serious and someone's always got to be dying. Uh, we got to raise the stakes. Okay. Oh, this character died. Another favorite character died. We're going to keep killing characters every time. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's always going to be violent and sad, and somebody we love is always going to be dying. And Okay. Well, and it's just sad cowboys killing each other. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, this is depressing. Your lives all suck. It's like watching a mafia movie like The Irishman where it's just like, okay, well, great life you chose for each other. You always have to be sad and watching your back and somebody's going to die again. You know this cool. segment is called What Are You Into? Not What Are You Not Into, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I, could, I, I think that segment would be much longer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what we've been watching. Um <laughs> I watched some of it. I watched uh, We're the Millers uh, today. I forgot how good that is. That's a funny movie. We're the with, Millers. With uh, Jason Sudeikis. It's very good. It is yeah. I very underrated. Somehow, like, I am assuming probably did well, but, like, passed under the radar. Like, it's yeah. not a movie where it's like, oh, we got to watch this again. It's good, I remembered though. a lot of it, but I totally forgot that Ed Helms, who's, like, the bigwig drug dealer, uh, has an orca in his gigantic... <laughs> aquarium behind him and an orca yes. just like eats a shark uh, right behind them while they're talking it's like yeah i got an orca a killer <laughs> whale yeah <laughs> that's a great movie uh another underrated movie of the same ilk and several of the <laughs> same stars is the national lampoons uh i won't say remake in or reboot because it is definitely a sequel the last national Vacation. lampoons movie with ed helms uh it's great man that yeah. that movie's phenomenal it's so stupid and so funny and i love it and people are like oh it's you know like a lot of people have told me oh i just couldn't get into it it's like did you try i mean because it's just good comedy yeah yeah okay uh so i had a disappointing one of my end too because i've only in <laughs> i haven't found that magical show that i want to watch a lot of uh recently Except for Barry. I know I want to catch up on Barry because they just too. did the fourth season, so I want to finish that because I've been avoiding anything to do with Barry because I don't want to hear you know, how it ends or any of that stuff. I've got to go back and finish Barry. What are you into? Uh, what am I into? Well, I'll tell you. It's uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's Evil Dead Summer! So... I am on the kick. My wife is on the kick. We are in. And you think I'm going to say Ash versus Evil and I'm rewatching it, but I'm not. I went ahead and did Evil Dead Rise last night. And I know it just came out on HBO Max. I haven't did. seen it yet. It so did. Don't tell me. It did, and I saw it, and I'm in. So I am going to tell you a little bit. I did not watch The Evil Dead from 2013. So Ooh, that's good. I did wonder. Do these things exist in the same universe? Yeah. And here is what I'm going to spoil for you, but it won't be a spoiler at all. It won't ruin the movie for you at all. Two things. One, uh, in Evil Dead Rise, they listen to a record, right? Mm -hmm. And the record, of course, is you, you know it as soon as you see the record. This sure, is the sure. thing that's going to encant it alive. And... Uh, 
Is it the same old professor from the first movie? No, this is uh, some sort of religious thing where they're saying, uh, you know, hey, we found the Book of the Dead, blah, blah, and you can hear, it's a public recording, and you can hear, like, people in the background dissenting and blah, blah, and you hear one dissenter in particular go, you know, it's called the Book of of the Dead for a reason, you know, like, burn it, it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason, very clearly. And audibly, Bruce Campbell. Hell yeah. Yeah, just on the recording, that's it. I mean, he did produce it, and he had some uh, play in it, but that's his only part in it. And uh, then secondly, one of the other things they say in the recording is, this is the second edition or second volume of the Book of the Dead, right? Oh. And... Uh, if you'll remember, in the movie we just watched, Army of Darkness, at one point, Bruce Campbell comes upon three books of the dead. Yeah, yeah. And has to pick the right one. So what it would appear, I mean, if you want to make these universes work, is that Bruce Campbell had to pick the book of the dead that was haunting him specifically. In this scenario. Mm-hmm. And so in this movie, Evil Dead Rise, or Rises, or whatever it is, um, it is the second volume of the Book of the Dead that is actually haunting. And why the haunting is a bit different. Because there are three books of the dead as are portrayed in Army of Darkness, which we just watched. Very interesting if you look at it in that light. Interesting. Well, I like that they possibly, I haven't seen it yet, but if it, if it's like you say, I mean, they're keeping it going. And does that mean we could have another book? And I want to know if the three books are different. Are the deadites that come out of these books different or the way that it uh, I, people different? Well, if you watch this movie, the deadites are similar but different. And also... Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, my takeaways were, were I do need to, you don't need to watch the 2013 Mm -hmm. evil dead to get where we are here. You can, I mean, I think you can really dabble in this series more so than you can in others. Uh, I think evil dead 2013 was more of a reboot of the original. Um, I mean, yes, Whereas evil dead rise is more of a continuation, but I, I don't, disagree but i don't know i can't speak to the evil dead 2013 being a reboot i think this thing with the book saying that this is volume two or whatever and that ash had volume three i think you can argue that evil dead 2013 is volume one and but i've not seen it so i don't know but uh i mean like really if that's the case which it may not be uh that this is just me theorizing. I think it is wildly compelling. Like it's, they are creating a universe that is just bananas. And also the book in this book in, in this evil dead movie, I don't know what it looked like in evil dead, uh, 2013, but the book in this movie looks very different than the book in the ash series. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it's cool as shit, dude. I, I liked it, and uh, just for my recommendation, I thought, oh, you know what? I'll just, it came out on Max. This will be our next movie. It's Evil Dead Summer. 
this will yeah. be our next movie. I don't necessarily want to do that because I just kind of want you to watch it on your own and mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's I liked it a lot. It's dark. It's worth. Yeah, you might want to go back and watch Evil Dead 2013. So oh, I'm in. Seen it? I will. Um, it's it's fucking nasty, dude. It's got all as much gore as the previous Evil Dead movies, but none of the humor. It's dark as fuck. Oh, this is... There is no humor in this movie. It is dark from start to finish, with the exception of I just loved hearing that person in the background. My wife caught it immediately. She goes, "Uh, that was Bruce Campbell. You just hear him on this old broken record saying, you know, it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. Uh (laughs) And, Uh and, And that is the only humor in it, and it's not met humorously. Like, you don't... You don't get any humor out of it in the scene. Very good, very dark, very scary. I do recommend. Uh, absolutely good. Maybe we'll do it on a future podcast, but it is not my pick for our next episode. I'm interested to hear where we're going next because we've been in Evil Dead territory. We had it's weeks. been, dude. It's for been three episodes. It's been in Evil Dead summer. Um. So, so this one, that one was made last year. Uh. The previous one you say was 2013 i believe that uh what year was army of darkness made 1990 what two 92 i think it was was it 1992 i don't know i'm asking you it was 1992 so my question to you would be now yes alex what else happened in 1992 well i'd tell you but i'd like some music first oh you want cue music. You want some music. Oh, this is a great jolly little ditty for us to talk about. What else happened in 1992? Well, the president of the United States of America was a fellow named George Bush, and his vice president was Dan Forth Quayle. Danny Quayle. Later in November, uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore would be elected. Let's see, the four officers acquitted in Los Angeles beating of Rodney King. Violence erupted in Los Angeles after that verdict came down. Uh, let's see here. Compact discs surpassed cassette tapes as the preferred in, medium for in recorded In retrospect, music. Uh, we should pick different music in the future. It was, okay. Um, uh, Woody Allen, there's more coming too. Oh, Woody great. Allen and Mia Farrow engaged in a very public and nasty custody battle over their three children. You Allen's said, affair with Farrow's adopted daughter, Suyi. Nasty. Nasty. Nasty custody battle. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> can talk. Nasty custody battle. Let's get this t shirt right. made. Yeah, Woody's banging his adopted daughter. That's not weird. Johnny Carson hosts The Tonight Show for the last time. He had ruled late-night television for 20 years. That was in 92. Isn't that crazy? Can that be right? Because I feel like he was older than that. Like It should be further back in time. Oh, really? I feel like it should be more recent. I feel like, really? I feel like Johnny was maybe 94, 96. I don't know. Nah, it makes sense. Because I see the Academy Award for uh, Best Picture went to Silence of the Lambs. Hey, that's sort of a horror movie. It definitely is. 100%. Hey, speaking of Silence of the Lambs, I got a quick trivia question for you. Bring it. Uh, What actor did not return for the sequel to Silence of the Lambs? 
Anthony Hopkins. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. Jodie Foster. It's Jodie Foster. That is correct. She did not return for 2001's Hannibal. The character Clarice was played by Julianne Moore. And did well, and I love Julianne Moore. I love Julianne as well. Okay, continue. Let's see here. Oh, a little text-based web browser is made available to the public in January, and within a few years, millions of people become regular users of the World Wide Web. Yeah, they did. Biggest news of the year, though, was this. Hulk Hogan wins against Sid Justice, and Randy Savage beats Ric Flair for the WWF Heavyweight title. God, let's go, Hulkamania. Uh, okay, Alex, uh, how much was gasoline in 1992? Nin- Take a guess. 1992, national average $1.23. Oh, you were fucking close. Very close. 119 Crap, I'm still over, though. So Price is right rules. Means, but yeah, but it had to be 123 at some point. Later. Yeah, okay, uh, thank you. All right, and then a movie ticket in 1992. Take a wild guess. What do you think? 1992, I'm going to say it was $10. Well, my sources say the average ticket price was $4.50. That adjusted for inflation would be $7.36. Way off there. The top grossing movie of 1992 went to Aladdin. No surprises there. A phenomenal performance by Robin Williams at Uh, all. Never had a friend like Robin. No, not at all. Oh, I miss that fucker. I love that guy. Yeah, dude, it's like you grow up. It's like your other dad. You know, you grow up with these guys. I agree, man. And you see them all the time in all these movies. They're there from like when you're born until until they're not. It's crazy. And we're getting older, dude. So we're gonna start losing a lot of heroes. Ah, uh, you saw the video I made for Doctor Scott. It's that. It's the headline of the paper, man. All the heroes you had when you were a child just died of an old person disease. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We lost Robin, we lost Norm McDonald, we lost Bob Saget. Yeah, we've huh. Michael Jackson, oh, Prince, yeah. John Hurd. I just watched Sharknado. Uh-huh. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, other popular movies from 1992. One of my personal favorites of all time, Encino Man. Ah, it's a great one. Love it. Brendan Fraser at his best. Pauly Shore killing it. Sean Astin was in the movie. White Men Can't Jump. Oh. Batman Returns. Hell yes. A Few Good Men. Oh my Reservoir God. Dogs. Holy shit. Three Ninjas. <laughs> School Ties. Glenn Carey. Glenn Ross. You never saw Three Ninjas? I did not. I watched it. Maybe one of the few movies with Ninja in the title that I did not watch and have not to this day. Rocky loves Emily. All right. Scary movies from 1992. Here we go. Candyman. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Bram. Alien 3. That was the one directed by old David Fincher. Man Bites Dog. Yeah. Raising Cane. Basket Case 3. Dr. Giggles. Maniac Cop 3. And, of course, our topic of today, Army of Darkness. Hell, yeah. Did you ever see Raising Cane? 
John Is that the Lithgow. one where John Lithgow says uh, that he flossed with somebody's wife's pubic hair that morning? Uh, probably. Uh, I mean, I'll say yes. Uh, it's John Lithgow playing... I don't remember if he's playing brothers or if he's playing alternate personalities. I don't exactly remember. Is he the bad guy in this? He's the good and bad guy. It's a Jekyll okay. and Hyde thing, okay. I think, but I don't really remember. I did see it, and I do love John Lithgow a lot. Uh, love he's him. A fine actor. He's a fine actor who's good in everything, uh, not the least of which is his season of Dexter, which just kills. But... Um, mm-hmm. No pun intended. All right. I know we've got a lot to talk about. I know it's a lot, but this segment's going long, so we have got to get to some Final Girl, dude. Okay. Okay. Final Girl this. Let's see here. I have got to push a button. We've got to do a thing. Round three. Final Girl. Okay. We've lost Anita Hart, Jenny Hardesty, Foxy Brown, and Feruza and all, all dead as doornails. That leaves four contestants. Four brave few left to find out what happens. And play it smart, kids. Two. Don't fight. Don't have sex. Don't treat booze. Don't use drugs. Don't bully. Don't no. Definitely don't bully. Don't bully. You dingus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to put you into the wheel. Susan hey, B. Did, did <laughs> someone say something about bullying? Because bullying is wrong. And if you're a bully, the person you're really angry about is yourself. So remember, when you have the urge to bully, think about how it would feel if someone bullied you. I'm Wallaby Wank. I'm out of here. Oh, Wallaby. Let's put him in the wheel of death. This came out of nowhere, man. That's great. Ah, Thanks, Wallaby. It's like he just, he knows. He knows when somebody's talking something that needs his, uh, his interjection. He just, he's there to make it better. <laughs> All right, Damien, I had a killer. Sabbath of Susan B. Into the hatch you go. Hurry. Spin the wheel. Hurry, 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 hurry. All right. <laughs> got, a, got a genuine giggle out of me. <laughs> okay, who's up first? It is Susan B. Entropy and Sabbath. Uh-oh. Neener, neener, suck my wiener, Bobby whispered in your ear. Ew, gross, Bobby, you're such a hole. I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. You survived. Well done. You made the right decision in this scenario. Don't touch a wiener. Nope. Damien Tinderblast and Ida Killer. You are up next. Ah, Damien Tinderblast. That's a good name. It Ida is a good Killer. one. It is a good All, all of it's player. good. I think Ida Killer was old Matty Gerd who won last time, oh, I believe. So trying again, but doing poorly as it ends up. Everybody's got to die sometimes. That's you can't right. win every time. That's why you keep coming And we back. do love a return player. We love it. We love our little community of final girl players. Yes, we do. You're the true blue fans. You're the heart of the hardcore. You're the beating heart of the show. <laughs> You're doing All the right. Kevin Costner voice you hate. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> take him to the take him to the train station. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Damien, Ida. Why are these earwigs? Wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> Let's try it again. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, 
skidoosh. Just a little sneak preview uh, around four. Maybe. Maybe there's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe we'll do that later. Okay, here we go. Oh, this was actually a guest writer on this one, so I did not write this. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like this. Ass to ass, twerk to twerk, you let Dave lift up your skirt. He says, let's play hide and seek, then pinches your cheek. But lo and behold, he's got a head full of trolls and bludgeons you in the street. <laughs> I you are dead. I don't even know what that means, and I know that we cannot float offers legally out to writers right now during the strike, but let's keep <laughs> this person in mind. <laughs> that was brilliant. I love the idea of crowdsourcing Final Girl rhymes. I, I wish there was some way we could get people to start submitting them. I maybe on on our Instagram sure, or guys. something or Twitter or whatever. If you've get got on there. if you've got a survival or a death, send it to us. We will use it. Uh, and I what say, do you think the best way to do it is? Our Instagram or just send it to our our our, our Gmail? Nah, nobody's gonna remember our Gmail. Just find us on the <laughs> Instagram. Slasher, I hardly know her at Gmail. Right? <laughs> it's pretty. It's Isn't pretty, it just the name of the show? It's pretty at tough to remember. So right? okay, all right, you can do both. <laughs> but I know that Micah is on Instagram literally every yeah. four or five seconds. So uh, that's how I would do it. But if you're not an Instagram user, as I am not, because I kind of hate it, uh, yeah, you could go ahead and send it to our email, which I do check. Slasher, I hardly know her at gmail.com. Well, all right then. Well, Damien Tinderblast, excellent name. I had a killer. You know we love those plays on words. Come on. Uh, you're dead now. Yeah. yeah you got sorry. bludgeoned in the street because you let somebody look up your skirt. Yeah. and you I can't. don't know what the whole ass-to-ass, twerk-to-twerk thing is. I'm not sure how that fit in there. But the point is you were promiscuous and you had to die for it. That's how it works. Not even like a mass killer from nowhere. They got killed by what was his name? The guy they lifted lifted their skirt for? Uh was it a Bobby? I don't know. Dave. It was Dave. <laughs> he got killed by a guy named Dave. <laughs> That's rough. Wow. That is rough. That is but rough. I'm very realistic. He just bludgeoned you in the street. That's just like a crime. That's not even like a crazy killer thing from Friday the thirteenth or well, Nightmare on Elm Street. You hmm. just got murdered in the street. I mean, those are all crimes. Doing what, what you're supposed to do. It's really not yeah. fair to have to die just because you wanted to get a little frisky. That's <laughs> Hey, but we don't make the rules. We don't and, uh, make the rules. Speaking of rules, we have contractual obligations to go to commercial. Oh, that was sponsors. it? That was it? And, oh, because uh, it, it was a death. So that does yeah, make sense, right? dead. Oh, well. So so why don't you quickly, I'm, I'm kind with of, your nimble fingers, I'm, work that soundboard. I'm kind of <laughs> slacking here. Oh, let's, oh, is there music here? I, I'll take uh, that as a compliment that you were so engrossed in I this final girl. Wildly engrossed. You, you forgot tr- about your job. You tried to stretch. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. Uh, I even spoke more slowly to give you time. You really did indeed, and I appreciate it. Uh, that very much. We'll be back uh, with more army darkness after these messages. Are you tired of worrying about a killer beating you against a tree while you're in a sleeping bag? Are you concerned that you don't have enough strength to shove a wooden stake through the heart of your best friend? 
Are you scared that you'll get a machete shoved in your eye hole? <laughs> then come on down to Crazy Ashes, get away and don't die from a killer training facility, where you'll learn why what you think is the correct thing to do will almost always lead to dismemberment. Learn why leaving your friends to make out with someone in the woods will not end the way you thought it would. Want to know the difference between hiding in an abandoned cabin in a sewer? We'll show you! Need to run like you're going to shit your pants and can't find a toilet? We can make you faster! Need to know how to shoot a gun with two fingers instead of one? Why would you want to do that? These are just a few of the many training options we have here at Crazy Ashes, where you'll never have to worry whether or not your body will produce the right amount of blood splatter when you die, guaranteed, or your money back. Crazy Ashes is not responsible for any injuries or death that may occur from our training, because your dumbass probably had it coming. Drop that beat. Welcome. You're listening to Slasher. I hardly know it. You've got Alex and Micah in your ears talking about 1992's Army O Darkness, starring Bruce Campbell, the living legend, who just celebrated his 65th birthday a few days wow. ago. Happy birthday, Ashley, wherever Happy you birthday, are. Happy birthday, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that commercial really, it starts for me when there's the... The voice part was like, "We'll show you." Oh, I know. I heard you laugh out loud, but I love, I love when uh, it's like, "Wow!" Like I love the sound effect there. That, of course, uh-huh. coming from our good friend Doctor Scott, a very good Dr. friend of the show. Scott. He's got to come back on the show time sometime soon. Yeah, we got to get there. We got to get there. We've got. I mean, we have so much stuff planned. I know we you know, do have a lot of guests coming up. Oh, we should go ahead and talk about this. We well, got, why don't um, you? We've got a dude or a lady we don't know. This guest is a mystery. All we know is that there is an account on Instagram called Terror Detective. Got, you know, tens of thousands of people following this person who is a curator of some of the best clips from scary movies that you'll ever see. I mean, everything from the oldest of the old black and white up through the Grindhouse era up to stuff that came out today goes through, finds all the best clips, puts them up on Instagram. A lot like what we do, but I'm pretty sure Terror Detective has been at it a lot longer. Um, And uh, so Terror Detective will be on the show. And then after that, we have Allie. She is the founder of the Intimacy Curator. So uh, dating coach and into some different things like let's say she's it sounds to me like she's kind of like hitch you remember that kevin james will smith movie where like will smith is teaching kevin james how to date it like is you can get a dating surrogate and she will they'll set you up with a person who goes on a date with wildly you. wildly unfortunate but yes i do remember that movie <laughs> Sorry, Allie, if you hate the Hitch comparison. We really want to have her on the show because I'm interested to find out exactly what she does. It, too, is well, sort I of think, a mystery. I think we can ask her to speak to some of the tropes that are getting a lot of these guys killed. Uh, you know, some of the things that uh, are happening in this episode, in our uh, our Final Girl rhymes and the segment, 
some of these things are things that are going to happen or going to come up on dates or in relationships. Mm -hmm. When is it right to do it? When is it not right to do it? I think we've gone to the source for this. Her name is Ailey Sagetti. She's the founder of the Intimacy Curator, organization promoting self-discovery through emotional and sexual well-being. We offer dating, intimacy, and relationship coaching services. Interesting. All right, fantastic. All right, fantastic. All right, so let's get into this. Oh, and then finally, oh, one oh, more guest oh, we coming got more. up okay. later. Uh, we've got uh, a dude. His name is Mike L. Taylor. He is the director of what may be the greatest zombie movie never made. <laughs> Zomb. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to steal your- Zomboobies. Okay. Please do say it. It's, no, it's fun to zomboobies. say. Zomboobies. Yeah, so they made a trailer for it as a proof of concept, mm -hmm. and this trailer has- just spread all over the place i mean globally it's taken off and people are always looking for the movie like how can we watch zombie zombie it doesn't exist Didn't there's get only made. a trailer very unfortunately but maybe we can get it out to some of the people who have the money that can get this thing made maybe we need to crowdsource this thing something. i need to see zombies <laughs> so some cool guests coming up man uh and then we got to get dr scott back in here but <laughs> sure sure <laughs> back to the th back to the business at hand. We are uh, unpacking Army of Darkness. We've gotten as far as uh, old Ashley returning to Lord Arthur's castle with the Necronomicon in hand. He has fought bone people, little skeletons coming out. He has fought <laughs> tiny people. ashes, people of the bone. Uh, he's fought a deadite here in the forest. He camped out on a windmill. Now he's back, and he wants to get the fuck back to his regular time. But but he said the what? incantation wrong. Just a little bit. Just a little. He got it mostly right. Yeah. 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 He's close. It's hard to remember. I mean, we were just talking about it, and I yeah. still can't remember. It's tough. Klaatu, Verata, Nikto. Yeah, but you got it just now. You just saved us all. I think I got it. I think you I actually got just it right saved time. us all. Whew. So what's going to happen? He's back. Uh, help me out here, Alex. We're in the castle. He goes to the wise man. He's like, hey, I did the job. Send me back. And he's, like, he's like, oh, did you say the thing right? right. Mm, sort of. It's like, cool. Well, you've unleashed evil on all of us, so we're all going to die, but we'll stick to our fucking deal and send you back. And then Ash has a moment of conscience, uh, and he's like, ah, oh, Well, damn it. I mean, he has a moment of conscience. He doesn't have that moment of conscience until... It does appear that they are going to be bombarded by the dead, right? Yeah, yeah. He they, he knows that he's released all this evil. That's what right. they're telling him. I mean, him. like, he's he like, knows well, it's that's happening. that's great, but I want to go back. And then I think it may be Sheila. And, yeah. You know. And then we get, of course, what you need in any good 80s and 90s movie, we get a montage. And we get a oh, montage. Yeah, right. we get a that's montage. Right. Uh, I don't know how long this actually spans. I can't imagine more than a matter of hours of them prepping kind of a little bit Home Alone style, but more just training on how to kill the dead. Uh, all these yeah. people. And uh, sure enough, when it happens, they try to get word out. I don't remember how they do it. They try to get word out to the opposing army, the one that uh, uh, originally was against uh you know, Lord Arthur's army yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to help them and band against them with the, the evil dead. But there is no word back for them and they're going to have to do it on their own. And the evil dead army comes hard. They are a skeletal army who they have catapults. They have 
arrows and they're on horses and they are all skeletons made of either clay or I don't know foam rubber or whatever but I I mean like yes it's a very dated look I loved it I thought it looked great dude I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here but I was just on old Wikipedia trying to find out the name of the uh, you know the opposing force Duke whatever Mm -hmm. that they are trying to get his help um and uh, Duke Henry the Red, that's it. Yeah, it's the Red Army, right? And I'm reading about the original ending. Are you aware of this? This is news to me. Uh, no, I heard some people in the coffee shop I was at talking about it, but uh, I don't I don't remember what they were saying because uh, yeah. I had my order had just come up and they were saying, Alan, 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 Alan. Yeah. And then I finally went and got it because they got my name wrong, obviously, well, as they do. I was in the line for the DMV. Uh, they were. In, <laughs> they said Swarley, and uh, <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. I was in the line of the DMV, and I heard a little girl talking about the the original ending. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. For Army of Darkness, and she said that for the film's original ending, using a passage from the Necronomicon, the wise man tells Ash to swallow six drops of the potion to return to the present. Unfortunately, due to a distraction by falling rocks, Ash miscalculates the amount of potion needed to be able to correctly return to his own time and swallowing seven instead of six. As a result, Ash wakes up in a post-apocalyptic London where human civilization is destroyed. Oh, wow. And he screams in dismay at having overslept. Wow. Universal okay. Pictures objected to the climax, feeling that it was too negative and depressing in tone, and so a more positive and optimistic ending was filmed and ultimately incorporated into the theatrical cut. I love that that little girl at the DMV gave you that bit of knowledge. Yeah. Ask kids these Are days. you sure They're it was smart. the DMV and not the DMB? The DMP? The DMB. DMP? Yeah, sure. The DMB. I just cut, I don't know what that is. I just I cut off the, the I. I just cut is. off the I of IMDb, bro. Oh, the DMB, the IMDb. Good <laughs> lord. Yeah. You good lord. Nobody knew what you were Everybody talking Everybody at home got that. Everyone hey, at home got that. Show of hands. Who who have you got that, listeners? Don't you driving? Don't don't raise your hand. We don't want you. No, to we don't want you to. But I mean, seriously, if you guys could just—you don't even have to raise your hand. If you could just—I don't know—wiggle, weigh in a little bit, wiggle audi- your hips audibly or something to let us know. Did you actually get that reference, or or did you not? Just. Okay, let's let's go ahead and do it right now. Like, did you guys get the reference? Oh, they're talking about it. Oh, yeah, they're thinking about it. They're, they're talking about it. The jury is speaking. They're conversing. They're. I feel like okay. They're yeah. They're they're talking. They did they get the reference? Is a good question. The answer is. 
No, it's me, Koala Clyde, <laughs> and we did not get it. Oh, I'm the arch nemesis of Wally Wanker. They call me Koala Clyde. Fuck that, Wallaby Wanker. And now nobody got the IMDb joke. Good day. There he is, Koala Clyde. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> is this real life? It's <laughs> <laughs> Koala Clyde, Kangaroo Kyle, yeah. mm, Jellyfish Jake. I, it's, I love, oh. I, I got to say, I don't love how angry Koala Clyde is about Wallaby Wanker. And I don't know what they have going on that that has like made this uh, this anger between them and Sue. But I can I can assure you that if he was here, Wallaby Wanker would have none of it. He would just <laughs> wish Koala Clyde the best, and uh, and it, I think he would be sorry that his name was so hard to pronounce uh, without screwing it up, and. Uh, and then he'd also give you some nice tip that would keep you safe. I'll give you a nice tip. Oh, you know what I mean. Oh, gross. All right. All right. So we were talking about a movie here before Alex made the joke that nobody got. <laughs> um, that that movie was Army of Darkness, and we got to him coming back. He's decided, I will stay and fight. We had the big musical montage, and now the fucking uh, evil Ash and his army of skeletons are all coming to attack the castle. They're going to storm it. They've got swords. They have shields. They're coming. It's a full-on Braveheart-esque battle. They want to put an end to the mortals. Kill the mortals. And So they, they attack. They very much do have an epic battle that ebbs and flows and goes one way and goes back the other uh, there is a lot going on here. There is, you know, skeletons climbing walls. There are catapults firing. There are fiery arrows. There are explosions, like blowing up skeletons. It's a good scene. It's a, it's a solid scene. Meanwhile, uh, Evil Ash in the background is kind of watching this unfold, and everything's mm -hmm. falling apart for him. However... Things do, of course, as they are uh, want to do in scenes like this, they do start to go in the favor of evil, right? Definitely. And, and that is despite uh, Ash finding his old chemistry book in the back of the car that fell out of the sky, and they've made some, some uh, catapults that will mm -hmm. shoot explosives. They have made explosive arrows. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it looks like they're going to win with yeah, all they the learn, They learn how to make gunpowder. They're shooting their uh, arrows that are exploding, lots and lots of exploding skeletons, uh, and then the catapults. But then the skeletons get a uh, battering ram, and they drop a, uh, a bridge across the mm -hmm. moat that they brought with them, and they start banging in the door. They manage to get in, and then, you know, there's a lot of bloodshed. A lot of people die. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of skeletons die, but a lot of Lord Arthur's men die as well. Do the skeletons die? I think the skeletons just kind of fall apart. They do fall apart. But again, Some of them get back up and again, fight again. though, we're talking about skeleton army. We're not talking deadites here, which is interesting. I mean, it's an interesting turn. If this was an army of deadites, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody on the good side stands a chance. An army this size of deadites, no way they make it out. That's probably why they wrote it that way. They were like, there's no way. These are like, 
you know, zombies on speed. This, there's no way with supernatural powers. They had to make it skeletons that were something, you know, kind of fragile that they could actually battle against. But they do get the upper hand until, I don't know if I'm going too far here, the call must have been heard because on the horizon appears the Red Army. They've come to help their once enemies battle the dead. And uh, the battle takes it up a notch. Uh, they do end up uh, pushing them back. Not They don't kill everybody. I kind of expected them to kill all of the evil guys. They don't because some of the evil guys like just escape. They like run away, which I thought was weird. Maybe that leaves it for a sequel. I do not know. Do you remember the battle with Evil Ash? Because I'm coming up short on it. I do, I do. Uh, well, I think before we get to the battle with evil Ash, isn't that when Ash comes through with his his car that he has souped up oh, and it has right. this giant blade on the front and he starts killing or destroying all of these uh, these skeletons? Uh, yeah, it reminded me of, of Dead Alive. It okay, reminded me dead of Dead Alive. Boy. Yes, uh, I mean, like, uh, not quite as bloody, but yes. Uh, although, uh, speaking of bloody, I got to go with, uh, the most recent, uh, evil dead, uh, evil dead rising or whatever, uh, that it's just rise evil dead rise, evil dead rise. That might be in the contention for one of the bloodiest movies I've ever seen. Ooh. Okay. Well, I definitely have to watch that now. Yeah. I mean, I was going to watch it anyway, but now I've got to see yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it is, God, it is blood, but, uh, go on, go on. I digress. All right, uh, honey badger. So we uh, we have the, the the giant car with the blade come through, and uh, oh, and by this time we left out one of the plot points. Sheila has been abducted by evil Ash and yes. uh, appears to be evil now. Um, she dead eyed. She got dead eyed. She dead eyed. She got dead eyedus. She dead eyed. All Ash's fault because he couldn't remember Cloud Two. Couldn't Varada, just it, which you can just like it didn't even take you one time to remember it. You were there. Given though, I'm sitting in a comfortable sofa and he's battling evil. Uh, so you know he had a lot of things to distract. Granted, you do not have the pressures of that, but you have all the other pressures of life, and you're you're dealing with that. And and True here that. you are just spouting it off like it ain't nothing. True that. Don't do that. All right. <laughs> okay, so he's got the Oldsmobile Delta 88, um, and uh, it was a 1973, or at least that is what someone told me at the post office. At the post office, and uh, well, yeah. Sam Raimi's car been in me. almost every movie he made. Yeah, you know what? I actually heard that from a guy at Costco. Did you? Yeah, that's uh, mm -hmm. actually, I, I, I saw it at a Costco. It was a fact that was given to me on a screen. I got my Costco membership yesterday and I went in and immediately started. I was like, do you guys have evil dead trivia? And they were like, yeah, I'll, I'll six B. And here I am. Uh, I don't remember what happens to Sheila, but I know that Ash starts having to fight evil Ash. And this goes on for a long time. There's, uh, I think a sword fight there for a minute. Ash has got his super hand, I think uh, Evil Ash maybe has a sword, and then Ash has a, a torch, uh, which he does that kick-ass move of holding it behind his head to stop the sword. And then they move on. It's a classic staircase sword fight, moving up the staircase. Looks dangerous. 
I noticed there was a stuntman in a few scenes, so Ash didn't do every stunt, but he definitely did a lot of them, even though they had a bigger budget. Yeah. Uh, Ash, it looks like Ash was riding a horse for some of that. Um, anyway, so um, they go up, they get further up, and it's a it's a hard battle between good Ash and evil Ash, and then finally good Ash uh, kicks evil Ash off the castle. He knocks him back somehow. I can't remember if he stuck a torch in his face or what, but... He falls off of the castle, but then he finds his way back up. And then Ash ends up outside the castle on the ground laying next to one of the catapults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Evil Ash jumps down on top of the catapult, which he doesn't realize is already burning because I guess Ash's torch landed on the, the wick or the fuse, and uh, it is starting to go and... Evil Ash is standing above Ash. He's going to kill him, but then Ash is telling him, you're about to go for a ride. And they're like, huh? And then he cuts the cord, the rope, and whammo, Evil Ash flying up into the sky, riding on an explosive like Dr. Strangelove, and then he explodes in the air, and a fireworks display of flesh and meat lights. Beautiful. Evil Ash is no more. And uh, Ash does make it home, right? I mean, he is able to make it home. After Evil Ash dies, the skeletons are like, run away, run away, and they all get out of there. Um, And, yeah, Evil Ash says goodbye to Sheila. I think there's one last kiss, and then... uh, Good kiss, good kiss. Good kiss. Good kiss. Uh, Uh, Some sugar, baby. Yeah. He's and then, bam, so he's back at the S-Mart telling the story to one of his co-workers, who I think is played by, was it Ted Raimi? Uh, it's one uh, of the Raimis, yeah. About how he was there and all this stuff happened, and Not- that's the story. And then, whammo, there's a dead eye in the, 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 what is that place called? S-Mart. S- it's S-Mart, S-Mart, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say Circle K. Yeah, S-Mart. Housewares. Oh, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. After that happened, I'm like, they should have done the whole thing in S-Mart, which, uh, if you like that, watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yes, and if you enjoy that, you can also watch Black Friday because uh, it's definitely uh, reminiscent of the S-Mart stuff with him, and he's in it, and he's managing the store, and you should watch Black Friday. You should watch everything with Bruce Campbell in it. Even that Hallmark movie? Absolutely. There's two of them. They're both great. <laughs> he can do no wrong, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So he's back. He, he's back at S-Mart. He's back, and uh, we will pick up with Ash versus Evil. Uh, I do have a question for you now. Uh, phenomenal movie. Uh, not. I don't want you to rate it quite yet because, sure. you know, there's a, there's a lot to talk about before that. One of those things being... What is your crunchiest kill, would you say, for this? Crunchiest kill. Yeah, I, that's new. I had a little, what was that extra sound on the crunchiest kill? I had a little something. Yeah, darkness. A little darkness. Let's see. What would be the crunchiest kill? I got mine. There'd be a lot of crunchy ones because there's a lot of skeletons. A lot of skeletons. Crunch. But, uh, but yeah, damn. I got mine. I'm ready to go. You you thought ahead because I'm I'm trying to think of all the kills in this movie and I I really can't think of anything that crunchy. I mean, I guess you could give it to the final death of old evil Ash, but that's really not anything 
gross or gory or whatever. It's just an explosion. Fuck, man. I don't know. I might have to think on mine for a minute while you well, do yours. I mean, come on. The easy, easy, easy draw here is one we've already discussed. This, uh, you know, Mount Vesuvius of blood that sprays from the oh, pit yeah. when oh. they toss in the first dissenter, who I would point out, by the way, was a member of the army that did come and save their asses in the end. So had they just held on to him a little longer, he would have been a friend, but uh, not so much. And uh, he basically explodes in more blood than can be contained in a human body, literally within moments of falling in that pit. And that is why I give it my crunches kill. I'm actually watching. You're watching right it, now. trying to find something. I can see. I'm watching the scene where uh, start all the, taking notes. the blood comes out. I should. This has never happened before. Where I was at a, uh, you know, there's the 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 guy that sh- oh, Lord Arthur shoots the one guy in the back. That's something. Mm, okay. There's okay. the. Uh, you know what I want to give it to? I don't know. I want uh, to. No. It's the uh, so there's the first deadite that he fights down in the pit. Yes, and then there's the one really gruesome one that was also down in the pit that he dispatches. Oh, okay, that's good. Man, but I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything extra crunchy, other than the the just spluge of blood sluicing out of the pit. I guess I'll give it to the only other one I could think of, which is uh, dispatching old evil Ash. Oh, he also kills one of his little ashes with a tiny triton. Oh, oh so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to make you do that one as your crunches kill because I, I had a sound effect ready for it. All right, and it works for me. All right, so, yeah, I didn't have anything too crunchy in that one. There weren't that many crunchy kills. Uh, I think you probably took the best one. So, Micah... I, I, I'm. I feel like I'm always asking you questions, but uh, how many <laughs> tiny little lashes do you want to give this movie? What a perfect rating! I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, any rationale behind it? You know, uh, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead, the first one is my favorite. It goes in order. Oh, okay. My first, the first one is my favorite. The second one after that, and then Army of Darkness being my third favorite. So, uh, for me, I I want I want a lot of gore. Well, the the thing that yeah. drops it down to a seven because you know I love Bruce, and you know I love Sam, and I love the whole franchise mm-hmm. and the characters, um, but. For me, it's slightly disjointed. I don't feel like I get mm. character development. The budget is better. You don't need acting it. Acting is better. But I, uh, for all the zany scenes and all the craziness that happens, I need that thread going through the whole movie that pulls me along. I needed a little more character development or some more blood. Okay. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it eight tiny ashes because mm-hmm. I love this movie. I didn't need as much character development because the only one I care about is Ash and Evil Ash, and I get it. I don't know what else mm-hmm. you need. Uh, when you have those two guys, screw all the rest. But yeah. easy vote for me to give it eight out of ten. Tiny little lashes. 
tiny little lashes. I love the one-liners. I love, I mean, there's so much to love about this movie. Hey, you know what we didn't do? I don't think we told our winner how to claim their prize. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, we don't have a winner yet. That's why. Oh, that's true. So you, We've got one more round. You know what I, I think we should do? Susan B. Entropy and Stabatha are still both alive. One of them is going to die. Yeah, I think we should probably uh, go ahead and do another round of Final Girl. So <laughs> do you have to do the wheel on the uh, last one? I, I know after this many episodes, I should know that. But do you have, well, to, do, you have to do the wheel on the last one? You do, I don't do, you? Be, because I take... This piece of paper that has both Susan B. Entropy and Stabatha on Correct. it. Correct. Oh, and, and then they, you... They've been together the uh-huh. whole time, and what I have to do, Alex, is I have to... Rip them apart! <laughs> yeah, you do. And then I put their names into the wheel of death in the hatch. We spin the wheel. Free, free. Perfectly timed. And the first name is Stabatha. Oh, and what does that mean? All right, Stabatha. Let's Let's go. Why are these earwigs in my vents? I have this house sealed tight. And why are they always falling on me and giving me a fright? Perhaps I should squish them or kill them with raid. Instead, I escort them outside to the shade. Oh, how sweet and gross. And I think it's okay to kill earwigs. Apparently not. Just being nice, taking those earwigs outside. That's friendly. Hey! Friendly sort. It's it's me, Wallaby Wanker, reminding you to be kind to all living creatures, even if that includes earwigs. And I'm out of here. Which means, Susan B. Entropy, you are the only fate we have yet to read. Let's find out what happens to our return player, Susan B. Entropy. Now you've done it. You're dead for sure. You let your neighbor Toby take off your drawers. You showed him yours, and he showed you his. You've known each other since you were both kids. (laughs) But a sin is a sin, and now you must die. No point in running or asking why. But hey, as long as we're both going to die, we might as well make it count. So you Google sex stuff and quickly read about all the things people do and decide to try all of it. Because, I mean, (laughs) fuck it. You'll both be dead soon anyway, right? First you give him a golden shower, then he poops on your boobs. You give him a blumpkin, but he finishes in your butt. Then you guys felch and fist and you finger his pee hole while screaming blasphemy at the top of your lungs. Then you both explode. And not in a good way, like you both had mega orgasms. I mean in the bad way, like you explode and all of your insides are now your outsides because God himself took time out of his busy day of giving children terminal illnesses and drowning poverty-stricken families with tsunamis to smite you himself. You are dead. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To our listeners at home, think about this. All of that was written down. (laughs) Susan B. Entropy, you are dead in what may be our most... Epic death to date. 
I but hey, you went out with a bang. You definitely did. Can't uh, can't uh, disagree with that. Got exploded just like evil ash, which means that Stabatha, you are our winner. Thank you for playing, but your fight is not quite over. If you want your mystery prize, you got to jump on Instagram. You have to go, hey, guys, send us a direct message that says, I played Final Girl. I am this week's winner. Please send me my mystery prize, and we will send it out. Just go to the Slasher I Hardly Know or Instagram. You're already on there. Send us that direct message, and we will mail you the mystery prize. Congratulations, Tabitha. You are our final girl. And to all the rest of you, who are dead thank you for playing please come back and play again yay that was phenomenal that was wow. absolutely phenomenal that was a lot I'm, I'm like i'm out of breath i'm tired i'm weak i'm rattled i am a little rattled so we got one more thing to do buddy yeah what's the next movie what are we watching we're leaving Evil Dead territory. I feel like we've been here forever. It has been Evil Dead summer. I don't even remember what it's like to watch other movies. And I almost did it again. I almost took us one more level into the Evil Dead world, but I decided that we needed a break. Uh, you know, you and I decided that we were going to to continue on. Uh, you know, we we yes, our episodes are a little more spaced out, but we decided we'd not take our summer break as we had mm -hmm. initially thought we might, and we're just going to press through. And so I wanted to give us a little bit of a break, and that is why we were doing 1987's Killer Workout. Killer Workout. I've never seen it. Is it anything like Death Spa? Well, I am trying to maybe... Uh, please you in the way that Despot did. I'll give you the blurb. Two years ago, a young woman named Valerie was burned after entering a tanning salon. Now her twin sister, Rhonda, runs a local gym where all of a sudden, people are being murdered. Murdered. I feel like I've watched the trailer for this because I was probably looking to find movies that were similar to Death Spa Dude, this, because I loved Death Spa. Does so that much. not almost sound exactly like Death Spa? Well, yeah, the burns, the girl, that's uh, does sound very similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, just that alone, right, uh, would make you think that something was going on here. And But it's a horrible tanning bed incident as opposed to, for some reason, being on a wheelchair on a mountain and catching on fire or whatever oh, happened right. in death that's spa. Right. Yeah. What did happen there? That was, that was a lot. So, uh, yeah, we are watching, uh, 1987's killer workout. Uh, I hope you are stoked to see it as I am very stoked. It's been on my list for a while. Have you ever seen it? No, 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 no. Nope. No. All right. Just one. I've always wanted to see. Well, you know, workout. I do feel, Micah, that this has been a great experience, and uh, I want to point out to you that, uh, as always, I, I enjoy doing this show with you, as I do every day that we work on the show together. It keeps getting longer, too. Have you noticed our segments keep getting longer? How long are we on? Oh, I've noticed. We've been talking for days, I, I can't even remember what it's like to not be on the show. i noticed it uh, even less than our listeners, who are probably tuning out well before this song played come back for the soundboard fun come back and listen again uh 
The soundboard business is only going to get better. I'm going to get better at it. I just haven't figured it out yet. I haven't found Pushing a good... buttons is hard. I haven't found a good soundboard yet. I'm literally working like nine devices here. I don't even know how this works. I've never seen this. I would love to see how this works in person. Yeah, it's a lot of chords and a lot of devices. Actually, oh. actually bought... Uh, initially, I bought... Uh, tablet to do this on like a early early on in our podcast and uh it, every time you would hit a button it would go and then play the sound bite uh and 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 so it was it was not conducive and wait why does it go I, I i don't i don't know but that's what it did and it was like well this isn't gonna work this isn't gonna make huh. things easier and so we went back to editing and now i'm yeah. liking this more because you and i can hear everything together it is kind of cool to hear everything yeah it is so uh on behalf of uh micah and myself i want to say i love you listeners but more than anything, I love that you are listening to us. Thank you so much for coming back week after week. Thank you so much for, you know, like just talking to us on Instagram and like, you know, just being a part of this fun thing we're doing. We love it. Please tell your friends about it. If you tell your friends about it, they'll tell some friends and they'll tell some friends. And eventually Mike and I can quit these really nice jobs we have. Me personally as a grave robber and sidekick to a douchebag. <laughs> You're the best little little sidekick a fella can ask for. Thanks, man. I didn't say little. It's L I L. Little little sidekick. Like those, <laughs> actually, like that hip hop artist. I know that was actually in my rap group in high school. I was little sidekick. Little 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 sidekick. Yeah. But the guy was the sidekick too. He he's dead. Oh shit! It was, it was, it was those gang wars, the rap wars back in the nineties. Uh, he wasn't killed in one of those. He was uh, just a guy sitting at home recording, like doing his thing, minding his business. You would think, you know, you hear about those drive-by shootings. People were just inside. They didn't have anything to do with it. And uh, he's just in his house recording, doing what he does, being my little sidekick mentor. And uh, then he ended up uh, dying by strangulation while uh, masturbating. Wow. Mm -hmm. Was it like on purpose like he was uh, had a belt around his neck to get some of that what do you call it auto auto erotic yeah that's what he was doing as it ends up did you ever see that movie with robin williams where his son is Whoa. doing that no I but it's called was it father of the year or something like that it was really good i don't know it's like a dark comedy but it's, it's, i think of one of robin's lesser known movies but it's worth watching i do not like how close that is to how robin williams died it is isn't it Yes, didn't he hang himself with a belt? Is this how we're going to end the show? That's crazy. Is that, how, that, is, that is how he died, isn't it? Yeah, but he... No, literally, he's in a movie. But is he this, wasn't, I think like, Bobcat Goldthwait might have even directed the movie. He wasn't doing sex stuff, though. He was, he was just, you know... Well, no, he wasn't, but the yeah. son was in the movie. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait directed it. Bobcat Goldthwait also directed a horror Sasquatch movie that is definitely worth watching and not worth watching twice. Did you ever see his movie uh, where the the man and the girl go cross country just shooting people who are rude? No, but that sounds like a Bobcat movie to me. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few uh, now. I'm trying to look it up right now. World's Greatest Dad came out in 2009 with Rob Williams. 
and then the one where that was the one with Robin Williams uh, and the one where they go across country shooting rude people is called God Bless America hey hey it's me Wallaby Wanker just reminding you that you always should know when to wrap up your show how about it well, he's great, man. Wow. He always put a lock it's, on the it's door. Not, of the studio. It's not just tips for safety, it's just tips for life and also podcasting. All right. Well, we made it. We did indeed. And uh, in our next episode, we will be watching 1987's, what did I say? Killer Workout. Killer Workout. All right. Bye, everybody. Micah, I love you. I love all love you, you guys. You guys are fantastic, and we will be back in a week or two or three. I don't know. We're here all summer, though. You can bet on that. Go follow us on Instagram. Go tell your friends. Review us. And definitely, you should watch us or listen to us, rather, on Spotify because it's going to help us make money as well. We will see you guys next time. Peace out.